something like um i got white friends now that's how you know i made it and i just I, I, you know when you like listening to music and you look at your phone like you're facetiming someone you're like what what did you just say yeah, why you said that yeah why you was like i got white friends now that's how you know i've made it well there's so many lyrics like that in in rap i was just like what especially uk artists as well what's that supposed to mean um Hello guys and welcome to a new episode of Don't Alert The Stands. My name is Eads McKenzie and you are here today with Nick and Chopper. Brilliant. And how are you guys doing today? All good, man. Bit tired from party last night. All good. All yes. Good go. So we went to a Halloween party yesterday. Um, my costume was very last minute. So Very last minute. Very, very last minute. So I ordered something from Amazon. Amazon managed to lose it. So Nick and Chopper went to go get me a costume. <laughs> Which he did wear. Yeah, because they got me a football kit. So they got me <laughs> they got me a red shirt and shorts. And they were like, just go as a football player. And I was like, nah, I can't do that. So me and Nick ended up going to Asda and I got like a Ghostbusters thing. Nick went as Freddy Krueger mm-hmm. and Chopper went as... I'm trying to remember, sorry, in my head. I'm Talk, hungover. help about, sure. Just say, just say the name. I know it's really obvious. Here. I went as Jimi Hendrix. You went as Jimi Hendrix, yeah. So yeah, all the costumes were really good. Luckily. Rick James won. Rick James, shout out Derek, um, Awusu, mostly lit. Um, but yeah, it was a really good party. I'm slightly hungover, which is why I'm stuttering quite a bit and a bit tired. But yeah, that was my day yesterday. We're recording on Sunday after a few mistakes were made with the recording. Um, luckily, our guest who we'll introduce later on was happy enough to come back for another try at this episode. Eden um, is struggling out here today. Bro, I'm boy. so tired. I'm not. I'm so tired. Man. Bear with us, guys. Bear with I haven't us. been home in two days, man. Like, yeah, let me not have a breakdown on the podcast. But yeah, I'm good. Shope, how are you? I'm okay. How did you find the party? It was fun. Just okay. tired. Okay, let's do that. And <laughs> Nick. <laughs> it, yeah, you asked me. It was good. The party was good. Good vibes. Loads of people. Loads of good energy. Um... And yeah, just a dope night in general. So yeah, had a good time. And shout out to the people who actually listened to the podcast because um, it wasn't that many people, but like I think three people came up to me yesterday and they're like, "We really like the podcast. It's um, it's doing well. Um, it's quite informative. You guys obviously know what you're talking about." Mm-hmm. And I'm glad I'm able to trick people to actually make them think I know some shit about music because I don't know anything. You clearly do. <laughs> Taking over the account, <laughs> tweeting your opinions every week. Yeah, but I deactivated good. from Twitter. So I, I know to, that's your that's your sense out, of yeah, that's your sense of fun. But let's get into Shopee section. So Shopee, do you want to do your thing? So we're gonna once again discuss what we've all been listening to. And I'm going to start with um, the the winner of the poll that Eden created between Khalid and Brent Fires. Petty. Shout Petty. out to everyone who voted correctly and has sense and was sensible. What was the percentage? You 55, 56. 56 to 49. Okay, but you still Very lost. Very close. But you still lost. Okay. Can so, I give some background to the story? No. Okay. You lost. All right. Brent Fires is the winner. So basically, I'm a fan of Khalid. 
Chope is a massive fan of Brent Fires. You're a massive fan of Khalid also. I'm not massive. I just like his no, music. No, you're a massive fan of Khalid. Okay, so anyway, I like I like Khalid. I like his music, but I don't I like, like both guys because you can do that in this world. Devil's advocate. So. Let's not do this. But um, so I like Khalid and Brent Fires for me is very boring in terms of um, the content that he releases. I find that, as I've said before, when he's recording, it sounds like he's singing from the halfway line. So he's, he's like across <clears> the room <throat> trying to like sing, but with no chest. Um, the Khalid, right? I've, I, as I said, the reason I like Khalid isn't because he's a good singer, but because he blends genres. So there's a difference. That doesn't mean his songs are good. No, it's just my preference. I just like his music for the fact he blends genres. Okay. Because he blends country with like, what would you say, R&B? I don't listen to, I don't listen to him. You've I, I made that analogy. So you've yeah. never listened to a Khalid song ever? I haven't listened to him, but I don't think that analyze enough to make that judgment. I listened to it, didn't like it. Um, I tried again, didn't like it. What the recent album? Oh no, I don't care. I don't care about that. You didn't listen to it? No, I think I have more better things to do. Do you like any of his songs whatsoever? Um, I like the song on the Black Panther soundtrack, the one with Soy Lee. Yeah, that's a good song. And that's it. I like oh the one with Normani. That's cool too. Well, because of Normani. <laughs> so you don't, you don't like any other song by Khalid? No. Location? Nope. Okay, cool. All right, it's um, just sleeping pill inducing music. And Brent Fires isn't. Okay, well, well, I'm about to talk about why Brent Fires is great, though, so... Okay, go on, do your thing. So, he released his um, an EP called Lost last Friday, and um, yeah, I really, really appreciated it. Um, it's not a stronger Sunderson, in my opinion, but it is only an EP, but I just like um, the compelling storytelling. And what I like about him is that he doesn't sing about the typical things expected of male R&B singers. So on this album, there's like loads of discussion about themes of male friendships and paranoia, like being disillusioned with, you know, his increased visibility and fame and um, stuff like that. And what I did like about this comparison to his old project, that it's still very like lo-fi production. It's still very low key, but there has been somewhat of an increase in kind of the layering and it's more beat heavy. So whereas like Sonder Sun is like very acoustic and has a lot of raw sound, there are a lot more, there's a lot more songs with a bit of a knock on there. And I kind of, one thing I like about all his projects is the spoken excerpts between the songs. And it kind of is just a nice way of tying in everything um, that is discussed really. So, so that being said, my favorite songs are Why Is It So Hard? trust and around me so that's brent fires the winner of the poll that eden created that no one asked for but he was embarrassed anyway and brent fires won so shout out to all of you by six percent uh, okay but number numbers don't lie <laughs> okay. um like wasn't jay-z men lie women lie numbers don't okay so anyway secondly we have aaron taylor He's um a UK R&B soul singer. He's one of my favorite artists in the UK and I've always called him like the UK's hidden crown jewel. Like he's just super 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 talented. So he released his third EP called The Long Way Home at the end of August, I believe. But I only just got around to checking it out in the last couple of weeks. And I always just say that um his like level of musicianship and talent and singing is like it's scholarly level. Like he's incredibly seasoned and and he's he's clearly studied and worked at his craft. And um, what I like about him is that he's kind of um, really, you really get like the lineage 
of soul music and the roots of soul music. So like from the um, gospel church all the way through to neo soul and to now, you get that all in his music. And I just like, um, he's been heavily compared to D'Angelo, which I can see that. Stevie Wonder, Al Green vibes, Omar vibes. He's just like, he's incredible. So he dropped um his third EP. His last two were called Better Days and Still Life. So definitely check those out. And um, yeah, so he's in, the, he's in a class all of his own. He's just one of the best talents we have over here. So, and he actually is doing a show in two weeks, actually, at the Servant Jazz Quarters. So get tickets. I'm going to go, I'm going to go see him live. Um, and yeah, so songs that my favorites on this particularly EP was See You In My Dreams, Home, Spaceship, You're The Reason Why, and You're The Reason Why. Thirdly, I have Brockhampton. So I feel like everyone is kind of aware of who they are. I, before, prior to this week, I had like heard songs here and there. And like a good friend of mine has like been telling me to check this out, check them out since like the end of 2016. But I just never got around to them. But I was playing Saturation 3 and Irresidence, the new album that came out this year. And yeah, they're just pretty f- fucking monumental. They're pretty, pretty dope. Like, I really, really, really enjoyed their, how they really like marched to the beat of their own drum. And they really created their own sound, their own lane. I love how self-contained they are. And like sonically, it's very expansive. It's erratic, very abstract. And I just think it's incredible. Like these guys are like 20, 21 years old and they just sound so so seasoned and like they've been doing this for years like it's just in- incredible like they just the way that their their songs are executed the concepts they're just very well executed and and um yeah like on one hand i do feel like their albums i've only heard these two they have um two like three other projects but i do feel like they kind of do like cohesiveness sometimes especially in the middle of both projects but the foundations they have are incredible and astounding. I can't even imagine what they'll be like within the next five years as they continue to grow and develop. And I love that how it's like a multiracial collective, multiple sexualities and gender identities in there. I think it's just, I feel like, I love that they've subverted to the idea of what a boy band can be. Cause you know, it's typically from, you know, your, well, you know, as always black people create everything. So New Edition were the first boy band, but you know, white people took over, you know, the NSYNC and Backstreet Boys and One Direction, but New Edition were the first boy band yeah. for what? Like, they were the first boy band. Like, so you had people like the Beatles and Rolling Stones where they were like bands, like musicians and like a guitar, but like a, a, a group of five boys that sing and dance, like the boy band trope. They were the first. Ever? Yeah. Okay. Do you have, do you have a, no, no, can't get any. So before NSYNC, before Backstreet Boys, you can, you can go Google it. Do you mean across like all genres? No, in in West in the Western world, yeah. So I'm not saying in the world, no, in the Western. No, I mean genres, like genres, like yeah. hip hop, R and B, rap, yeah, rock. In okay. the 80s, so I'm saying like so. You have rap groups, you have like bands. We're talking about the tr- the boy band trope. Okay. So like you have five reasonably good looking guys who sing and dance, making mainstream music. That's what I mean. The boy okay. band trope, not right. any group of males. So like say like you have people like the Beatles, they run DMC, but they're not boy bands okay I say. no no no. okay just wanted clarifications but yeah Brockhampton have kind of thank no, you no 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 not, <laughs> yeah Brockhampton have subverted that so that's that so I was gonna my favourite songs across both those projects are Boogie Rental Stains Johnny Juva which is probably my favourite and New Orleans then as always I have my throwback of the week 
It's just one song. It is from Janet Jackson, the Queen of Pop. Um, she has a song, an unreleased song called What Can I Say? And this um, was written and produced by Rich Harrison, and it was meant to be on the Demi Joe album, um, which obviously was her first album post that infamous Super Bowl incident where Justin Timberlake left out to dry fucking forever. Um, Yikes! It's Sunday, so, guys. My God, I just I don't really have much to say. Really, it's just a it's just a really 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 good song. I don't know why she didn't put it on the album. And um, I would like to just say that that album in general was a very underrated album. And I, what I like about this song in particular was that. Rich Harris is that classic Rich Harris Amory sound, but with Janet's vocal. And what I like that he really pushed her vocally because I love her to death, but she's nobody's vocalist. Love to death, but facts are facts. She's nobody's vocalist. But um, no, it's true though. Yikes again. But quick anecdote. So yesterday at the party, whilst we were. Oh, to my party again? Why? No, I just want to mention that there was a mention Janet Jackson it, so, there was a Janet Jackson song that was playing, and someone turned it off, and Chopé scouted the entire and house yeah. to try and find who the person was. That there was a lot the of music related, <laughs> and that happened twice. I think there were and two someone, different. And someone else was on my side to get that Janet Jackson song. Back. Yeah, that and was Shante. I think Chopé, you were harmonizing with someone with a Janet Jackson. That song? was Faith Evans, actually. Oh my god! So, so you're funny. You can't do it. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Because I didn't talk about my life. Oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> I'm here to talk about music. Um, wow, guys! I should um, just go to church. Right. But Ooh. yeah, what I like is they pushed her vocally on the track, and it's like very unusually a passionate and sturdy lead vocal from her. So it's it's not on Spotify or streaming because it's an unreleased track, but go on YouTube. It's a really great song, and that is me. So Nick Eden, whoever's going next. Cool, I'll go next. All right. So for me, with music, I I've been listening to a guy called Mac Ayers. So he's a New York artist, R and B. Um, he he's a, he features a lot in the um, selection playlist. Um, he's just released an EP called what was it called again? Just give me a second. Drive slow. So drive slow is just a collection of like melodic, somber songs. Um, my favorite being easy. That's how I kind of found out about it through Spotify's um, like recommendations every Monday. And from when I heard that song, I thought, okay, this is like a really chilled EP, exactly what I need after the kind of like bass filled um, fast food music that's being released every Friday. Um, I just needed something that was a bit chilled that I can play in the background whilst I was traveling. Even on the way here, I was kind of listening to this album on the way here. So this album is really good for me. Um, I've heard some of his music before, but I haven't really paid that much attention to him. But in terms of recommendations, I would say listen to Easy first if you want to see the kind of style or the kind of sound that's on this album. And then um, listen to Slow Down and um, Change Your Mind. Those are my favorite songs in it. Check it out. Let me know what you think. That's Pod on Twitter and Instagram. The other album was, well, it's not really an album, but I've been playing one song on repeat, repeat, sorry, for a while. So it's Aaron Ray, um, We Ain't Homies. Not the YG version though, because it just annoys the hell out of me. He said something like, um, I got white friends now. That's how you know I made it. And I just, I, I, you know, when you like listening to music and you look at your phone, like you're FaceTiming someone, you're like, what, what did you just say? Yeah, YG said that. Yeah, YG was like, I got white friends now. That's how you know I've made it. Well, there's so many lyrics like that in, in rap. I was just like what especially UK artists as well what's that supposed to mean um, but yeah the the full version that um, 
Aaron Ray has on YouTube is really good. I feel like he's heavily underrated as well, which is really annoying. I know he's just basically come out, but he's released quite a few videos on his YouTube channel. Not really featured on a lot views. of songs. He just recently featured on Build with um, Justin Sky, which the video came out for Tally Woe as well earlier this year. Yeah, he's had quite a lot of features. Yeah, quite a few features. Um, and he seems he's uh, he tweeted a picture of him in the studio. I think he's working on new music he as is, well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that is Aaron Ray. The album is called Platinum, Platinum Fire. Fire. Really, really good album. And lastly, which album should I go with next? I've just been listening to um, Double Back, so the Western album on repeat. Repeat, sorry. So you know, you I've spoken about this before. Same songs, Ben Over, Shana. Um, Number one, that's kind of a new addition to the rotation of this album. I actually really love that album. And sorry, that song, sorry. And Love Struck, that's me. Nick. Oh, good. Um, yeah, Love Platinum Fire. Just going to co-sign that again. I think I've given it a suggestion before. Really good artist. But um, to me, uh, first of all, I'll talk about Rhapsody, which is an amazing female rapper um, in the Americas. Obviously, she is heavily slept on, and I think that it's kind of because of the type of rappers that we have out right now and the kind of industry. She's kind of an old soul, inspired by MC Lai and all those kind of older 90s um, pioneers in the game. Uh, she released a song called Sojourner with J. Cole, which was my favorite last week. Um, the song was dope. Lyrical people who like their lyrics, their in-depth kind of songs, listen to that. This was a great song. Um, it's a really good, really song. good song. It's a Sunday kind of song. So um, yeah, kind of weekends, chilled vibes, that kind of vibe. Um, so I think, so Jana is basically referring to a women's rights activist um, who was uh, existing in the Malcolm X. What's the Jana Truth? Pardon? Sojourner Truth. Exactly, okay. yeah. So uh, a woman empowerment's kind of... Um, what's the word activist who was fighting for women's rights during that time as well and really opening up the enclave for the um women's rights movements across the states as well which was really dope they reference malcolm x and martin luther king in the song as well so it makes sense that it was about her obviously i did my research and just found out that the song was about her which actually doesn't surprise me because jake Cole always talks about political activism and so does rhapsody as well so yeah, I just think that song is so dope. Like the production around it, the kind of old school soundscapes, the sampling on it. It's just, it's a really good song for people that just want to get to know who she is and who want to hear good J. Cole features because he's been doing the feature rounds this year. He's come out a bit more in the industry. Doesn't tend to do features a lot, but he's actually done a lot of stuff with some trap artists as well. But um, And he's on Anderson Pack's new album. He is, yeah. I saw the track list for that this week. So that's dope. Kendrick's on there too. Can I ask um, you guys a question just quickly? Go on. So obviously you said that he's featured on a song that focuses around women's empowerment and obviously talks about... You're going to bring up the misogyny. Yeah, right? I want to ask if you think mm -hmm. it's an actual thing. So with right. J. Cole, obviously we're all massive fans of mm -hmm. J. Cole. I can critique my favourites. make sure we don't go to Stan level Unlike where we stands. completely ignore mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. his whole issues and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Do you think this is a move or do you think he's honestly evolving as an artist? He's spoken about it. So he has actually referenced that some of his lyrics have been problematic. There was a homophobic one as well. Illuminati. Yeah, he's spoken very about wild. that. He's spoken very about, wild. He's spoken about that as well. <laughs> so wild. he is one to call out when he's done stuff. But um, 
loads of rappers who do this political activism are problematic. Kendrick Lamar, respectability politics, <laughs> pioneer right now, or was on one of his albums. And I love him, mm. but you know, this is what it is. Drake's been accused of having misogynistic kind but, of music as well. just problematic. Yeah, so um, <laughs> the big three in our era of rap are... You know, I think loads of rappers have problematic lyrics and I'm not excusing J. Cole because misogyny is very rife in his discography mm. all the way through from mm. the EPs to the albums. So I think it's growth and I think that's why he's on a different vein as well, embracing trap because mm. you know he's very much been that Nas side of things. He's been a, a hip-hop veteran, purist. Um, like kind of like when Jay-Z uh, Jay made Death of Autotune, that kind of stance yeah, on music. Okay. But... Mm. um. I feel like on this side of the year, he's learning a lot and his Angie Martinez pieces and his other interviews and stuff like that. He He's very self-reflective and very cocoon-like when he um, makes music, drops music and creates music. He, he stays out of the industry, observes mm -hmm. and then gives his lessons through interviews, books, documentaries and stuff like that. And I think it is a growing lesson. And if I ever got to interview or meet Jake Cole as a writer and stuff like that, I would ask him about that as well. And many other interview people who have gone to him have asked him about that, especially um, women journalists as well, because I think it's a very key part of his his history and mm -hmm. his, his artistry as well. I think the one that doesn't get a lot of critique is Kendrick Lamar and the respectability politics because there is a lot, by journalists I mean, there's a lot of um, that in there too. So I think to answer your question, it is growth, mm. but I'm still going to watch him closely and hold him to account okay. mm. because that's what stands don't do yeah. or the stands that are delusional. Yeah, I just want to say that I, I, so I agree with Nick. I do think it's, I do think it's growth. He strikes me as someone that likes to reflect and kind of um, hold himself accountable. But we have to remember that when it comes to, you know, black men who are hashtag woke or, you know, I'm always saying it like, who are woke or and are very um activist leaning a lot of them tend to stay around issues centered around black men only that's kind of like the extent mm. of <coughs> their radicalism but when it comes to black women or black lgbt or classism that's where they kind of the lenses start to tear away but so i think it's just analogous of just what's common historically mm -hmm. around black men and the movement so shout uh, out to Mick Jenkins though who I'm going on to next because he tackles all of this shit on his mm. new album but um and that's right that's the reason why I like I like Brockhampton they speak about all this stuff on their on them in their music as well because obviously they're straight men and gay men in that collective so it's nice to have that perspective in hip-hop so yeah. back to Nick yeah um so that's um, Sojourner, um, Sojourner um, by Rhapsody and J. Cole. It's on iTunes and there's a project by Rhapsody coming out in a couple of weeks. And if you want to catch her- Is it an album or an EP? It's an album. It's a collective piece by the label that she's under. So she'll be on it as well. And then other oh, people cool. to the okay, label. Cool. Yeah, so it's coming out in about three weeks, I think. What label is she signed to? Signed to? Uh, if you don't know, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah. Right. Uh, but- um, yeah, that album's coming out. And if you want to catch her debut, it's Layla's it Wisdom, Wisdom, which is a really good piece. Kendrick's on there, BJ. Amazing album, amazing album. As well. So she, she's really good. But I wanted to make a point as well. I think I saw this point on um, Twitter as well. And I think I really agree with it. People like to use her as the counter for Nikki and like Cardi. Nikki and Cardi and all these other rappers as well. But do you actually listen to her? No. So let's start that and actually listen to her instead of just using her name in debates. Same with Jasmine Sullivan and Adele. Yeah, actually, Jasmine Actually Sullivan. support Jasmine oh. Sullivan rather than, than 
Yeah. But yeah, we'll go to Mick Jenkins, who we were just talking about. Pieces of a Man dropped on Friday, and I'm glad it got the press that it so rightfully deserved by the likes of DJ Booth, etc., and Pigeons and Planes as well, who have been long champions of him. Um, so Chicago native, he is just incredible, absolutely incredible. And I think he really uh, champions the movement and the new renaissance in um, Chicago happening right now with rap. And they have their own eclectic sound and it really challenges the likes of New York. It's a nice counter to have with like the New Yorks and the kind of um, the Atlanta scene as well, which are all prominent components of hip hop. So I love Pieces of a Man. Um, I think it's his most complete project since The Waters, which was his breakout EP, not his breakout in terms of his first, but his breakout EP, which got him into the mainstream arena and double XL pages and people talking about who is Mick Jenkins. And I think this album comes together sonically as a nice follow-up. His first album, like his actual debut album after the EPs wasn't as good as people expected, but he's really come back with his sophomore set and proved that he can be an artist with, um, loads of together songs and a nice theme throughout so mick jenkins some songs that i like on this album i would say are the consensual seduction which actually talks about women's consent the song actually leads by a woman called corinne and she well corinne bailey ray or someone else I literally can't see it. Yeah, it is. It, it is. is yeah, Bailey Ray. I love yeah. Corinne Bailey Ray. Yeah, she's her. great. So love the her. way the song is set up and the arrangement allows her to kind of lead the narrative, and it's it's dope. It just talks about watch yourself in the party, men. Watch yourself when you're around women, because what the fuck are you actually doing when sex happens? Is there a consensual message? Is there a yes no conversation, or is it just the vibe and then rape allegations later kind of thing? So. That's number 14 on the album. Go check that out if you want just a quick deep dive into what kind of themes are throughout. I think um, Ghostface Killer on Padded Locks kills it, like materialism, the rap scene's obsession with cars, flashy money, and not really talking about things of substance is dope as well. And I think it just connects with uh, Mick Jenkins' whole discography and who he is as an artist. Um, I think as well Pull Up is a good song it talks about his mental and how he's suffering and stuff like that and um, just the whole rap scene and wokeness and how that how that's being used as well the whole album's like 17 minutes long 53 minutes if you're going into work just take a listen to that because I think it's dope and then the last piece I've got is someone from Chicago if you know me if you've been listening you know that I'm a big fan of Chicago not Chicago Canadian sorry hip-hop and R&B and this guy's called Sean Leon um, he's from the Ontario area of Canada the album is called Sean Leon the death of and it kind of um, dabbles into a dark nightmare he's having and he uses that theme to kind of split the album into um, different segments and he just talks about what that dream means and how he's going to overcome it to get to the next phase of his career. So I think he is one of the people being talked about as the one next up as long with Jazz Cartier after Drake and leading that whole movement. He doubles in like funk, trap, conventional hip hop as well. And yeah, I just think it's a really good body of work. So that is called Sean Leon, The Death of as well go on I'm just going to ask quickly do you know when you're like looking at Canadian artists and stuff like that mm -hmm. do you see interaction from Canadians I say that because whenever I've gone to Canada or I've looked for Canadian artists it seems like their scene is really quiet like I've, I've spoken to a few Canadian I have Canadian mm -hmm. family and I've gone there and I've been like alright guys like put me on some artists and stuff like that and they'll be like there's no one 
like a lot of people maybe you're I've speaking sp- to the wrong people no no like, but I, not just not just my family but these are like I've spoken to their friends I've spoken to a few like different people that I've met at like clubs and stuff like but that but there's a massive pool of Canadian artists no I know a but I, I, I'm pool. saying there's a support there for Canadian artists oh. I, I think how that do the you... scene I, I've looked at the scene for and we watch like for your entertainment like Trey and Jay Richards uh, I think the scene support each other a lot like whoever's in the industry they really big up the uh, Canadian culture and stuff like that and who's coming up and stuff like that like you'll see Jazz Cartier at a Sean Leon show you'll see Sean Leon for for your entertainment you'll see what's his name on for your entertainment that guy from Young Money that we were talking about Jay Soul like so they all support each other in terms of the actual scene but I think in terms of actual blogs and stuff, there was a blog called Made in Toronto, which I used to follow, which always gave me the updates. That's how I would always be in the loop of the R&B and hip hop scene. But I think it's, they're not really ceasing, they've ceased to exist over the last couple of months. Oh, wow. Um, there's other platforms as well, but um, generally I use SoundCloud. Okay. Um, that blog was getting really a lot of engagement in terms of like the Canadians there and like yeah. bigging up their artists. I think it's the same problem we have here, really. Everyone's out here, but in terms of actually talking about the artists when we go abroad and stuff like in New York and stuff like that when I went to New York this year they don't really ask about like the UK and stuff so maybe really? even in the no they oh. Skepta got a mention Stormzy but Missed you know that's two. the typical you know actually, now that you say that it makes sense because when I went mm-hmm. out there they, they only knew Michael Dapper mm-hmm. like, they only knew oh, like, oh yeah of course Michael Dapper did shows out there yeah Toronto yeah, it's a yeah. nice little I'd say to any UK artist that wants an international pocket you could you yeah. could go out there and really finesse Canada I mean but um, in the States yeah they don't really talk and it's I think it's the same thing even though the borders are quite close can the Canada's has been long-standing through history Cardinal official speaks about this how um he, he used to pretend he was American for a while because can like saying mm-hmm. you're Canadian ain't cool mm-hmm. like, especially in New York there was a rivalry mm-hmm. it's like you ain't you could copy our music you buy our music mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff so I think it's more a not a shame but a kind of like we can get away and just finesse with just having mm. this kind of thing and do the festival circuit there. But I think the Canadians now are much more embracing of the six. Drake, huge influence. There's a documentary on Noisy, even though I kind of slandered them last week, but this was a really good one um, about the six and um, loads of different artists and who created the six as well. Jimmy Prime, it wasn't Drake, it was Jimmy Prime. Um, and Melanie Fiona was a, an early component of that scene yeah and i think the noisy Ooh. documentary is she canadian yeah so oh, a lot of artists you don't know yeah so like i think they speak about the love for the city and reclaiming it and how drake actually made them confident in their scene and i slander drake every week but like he literally created a movement and the 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 big success that he's been able to get has it boosted a lot of the the artist confidence mm. so i think it's something we'll see from the 20s to 30s more embracing of that and mm. that movement because there is a shift and it's, it's mm, moving yeah, no, and shaking cultures like Jazz Cartier's next up like he gets booked all the time in New mm. York and LA and Coachella and stuff like that so mm. yeah in South by Southwest as but well we look at all the A-list musicians at the moment like I guess we could call The weekend. The weekend is, yeah, yeah, yeah I guess come we can on, call him an A-lister. Drake, yeah. obviously Justin Bieber. Party as a writer as well. Not Party. as an A-lister, but yeah, as yeah. a writer of these A-listers. I guess you could say in different genres, Michael Bublé. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, actually Canadians are actually killing it at the moment. Yeah, there's a producer as well from, oh, what's his name? Boy Wonder. Boy Wonder. Yeah, yeah he Boy come Wonder. on, cultural influence everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So the next 10 years and 15 years, we'll see, we'll see a massive yeah. shift. Canada's got the source, yeah. they really do. And that Symphony Soto project was actually quite good mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's a big shift going on with the yeah, Canadian scene. But um, 
we will move on to the new segment. Cool. Um, so I've been forced to talk about this woman again. <laughs> <laughs> so Nick didn't want to talk about this. Yeah, topic. I really didn't just want, want to. Put to that out so there, but. I hope this is the last time she comes up. She can just stay in a little whatever. But yeah, um, Nicki Minaj has been sued. Uh, so, um, <laughs> by, um, Nick Chase. really doesn't want to talk yeah. about this. Nicki Minaj has been sued by Chase, Tracy Chapman. Um, an unreleased track called Sorry uh, is actually sampling Chapman's 1988 single, Baby Can I Hold You? Now, this doesn't feature on the album, but ironically, Nicki tweeted um, a couple months ago before the album came out, guys, you know, the album's delayed because I've got to get this sample <laughs> by a prominent rapper. Barbs, give me a contact for Tracy Chapman. <laughs> All of this, but it was obviously like a stunt to give her more time because she didn't have the album together in more ways than just that sample. So, But that song didn't make the album. Obviously, Tracy Chapman has a long-standing legacy of rejecting um, samplings <laughs> and stuff like that, which I sure actually does. don't, which I actually don't, don't mind like mm. if you want to protect your work why do we have to share no but J. Cole said at the end about to say that J. Cole said yeah. at the end of First Tools Drive he's like you shouldn't be able to put um, a restriction on someone using your work obviously you'll get paid for it you'll mm-hmm. be re- reimbursed but I feel like but I'm an artist like if I want to keep my work I can keep my work so yeah there's that I mean, like the yeah. thing is like if you obviously I, in this case I think it's hilarious I don't yeah. care about Nicki yeah. Minaj I just don't get general, I just don't get why it's such a said. negative thing if you want to keep protection over your especially if it's got such a weight like and yeah. you really want to protect it but it won't cheapen it if it's a sample though it won't cheapen the if it's a Nicki Minaj sample it Oof. might cheapen Oof. it wow okay I don't know to some people it might shit to her she might think it might mm. cheapen it. it might have to be the right type of artist you know, like it's the same way the old 90s divas don't embrace new divas until they've got to a certain plateau mm. of success and they won't call them in the same echelon or league of them because mm. they're just like, you new kids and like stuff who? like that. Like, well, saying the that- Mariah and Ariana comparisons, like Mariah was very, I'm not using that because of your like fandom of her. I'm just saying that was the first one that came to head. No, no, um, no, Ariana, no I was saying that because the, Whit- like Whitney. No, Whitney, no, Whitney, no, Whitney always showed love to the new girls. Whitney always showed love Not to all them. of them. Yes, she did. Loads of them. Okay, Aretha yes. Franklin. Oh, Aretha Franklin was a hater. Okay, right, yeah. Aretha Franklin. But so the been, same parallels Tony Braxton always showed love to the new girls. Okay, cool. But there's still divas that didn't. And it's the same kind of thing here. Maybe she thinks Nikki, the amount of success is great. Like Nikki's had that cultural impact. But in terms of actual quality of music, some people would falter when trying to say she has quality music. So maybe Tracy was just like, that's my sample. I'm not giving it to you. You're yeah. not getting that because your music doesn't give me this standing the test of time as I want. So I don't blame her in this scenario. But yeah, anyway. No, but I can imagine that would be a bit weird though. So say what? there's an artist, say J. Cole's whole like thing about anyone should be able to use your music mm-hmm. they paid for it obviously mm-hmm. imagine you don't like that you're chilling at home one day and you don't like the artist and you mm-hmm. just hear your voice on the yeah. track That's what if your wild. values aren't money like why do we just because we live in a capitalist society why do we have to value money like i don't want my shit to be given to you money whatever sex drugs i don't want i don't want anything from you i just don't mm. want you to use the song no, that's true. I don't get why protectionism in some senses is like seen as... And I feel like people would start abusing it as well, like in beefs and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like, yeah. It's kind of like on Hot 97 and stuff in Breakfast Club when they tell them to rap to certain beats. Like, imagine a trap artist rapping on your beat and absolutely being shit on it. Like yeah, yeah. a Jay-Z beat. And Jay-Z made Death of War Machine, yeah. so it's kind of like, wow. Well, Jay-Z didn't produce Death of War Machine, though. 
I know, but like, okay, the producer of that then, let's use the producer of that. Mm. And then they hear their song being spat over in a shit way. Like, but it's, it's, a, it's a situation with LMA and Jacquees and stuff like that. So that's where I see a bit of a blurred line because I think you should be able to make a remix mm-hmm. of any one song. Mm-hmm. That should be fine. Obviously not making money, mm-hmm. but... So an unofficial remix, like... An unofficial remix, like, like if you yeah. just like the song and you think you can do quite mm-hmm. well on it. Like even T-Pain said the reason he didn't release it on... Um, so this is Trip. The reason he didn't release Trip on SoundCloud and yeah. all of those platforms is because of this specific reason. Mm-hmm. So the fact that um, artists will just go out of their way to either sue you of or course. remove Especially from the in this, completely. this type of yeah. post-LimeWire mm. industry as well. I think that that's, that's fundamentally true. And I think T-Pain does it for the love of the art. Like it's a bit different in T-Pain. Mm. T-Pain can actually sing beyond the auto-tune as well. So like, despite all the fun and games with the studio edits and stuff like that, he can still have a hold a tune mm. to a certain extent, more so than some people who rely on that for their yeah, whole it's true. career. It's true. Live, Shopper, live you, and not live. Did you have anything to say on the Nicki Minaj? No. Nothing whatsoever? No. So yeah, in the future we won't hopefully be bringing her up. <laughs> if, it's, if it's relevant, if it's relevant, we will be discussing. Her. Okay, I'll let Shoffe introduce the next. No, because it's next. Anyway, top, it's next. Anyway, <laughs> Spice in Jamaica. Let's go to Jamaica, um, where I'm actually from. Um, but um, Spice this week did a bit of changing uh, to her skin complexion. Um, a bit, just a little bit. <laughs> but um, she did a publicity stunt allegedly I'm still yet to know if it's actually it was, it was, it was. okay yeah, it was. so we've seen her without the yeah it was a publicity stunt okay cool stunt, yeah. we've actually seen her without have the you heard the song I have she's, I know I know I've, I've, seen, I've heard the song yeah. but have we seen her without the I think there was a video of her okay recently. thank god yeah, yeah, thank she's god. been doing interviews because I love Spice the Bits I do she's done a lot for our country so um <laughs> so <laughs> Woo. Anyway, vibes let me down, nigga. Like you let me down a lot for our anyway, country. Yeah. In terms of influence, yeah, pum, pum. <laughs> listen. In terms of influence, let her have her thing. Anyway, um, yeah, she did the publicity stunt where she, um, I've, you've, you guys have seen the picture, but she's basically a lot of shades lighter. Uh, and she did it for her song, her single that came out this week. Do you know what really made me laugh about that? Which got to number one on iTunes. For um, how long? How many hours? I don't know, but it, it did what it, something. It did something. Because I don't remember, oh, I was on iTunes, what, for three hours, for six minutes, like... It still went number I don't one. know, I didn't, do, I didn't know, but... But what was really funny about that is I was looking in the Instagram comments when she um, kind of like announced the The whole first thing, thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I saw Vibes Cartel in the comments, like... No, you didn't. Like, is it, it, he still, he's still... Oh, yeah, but they're Jamaica. Like, I saw him in the different. comments, and obviously it's probably like a PA or something like that, but mm-hmm. they were like, oh... Like you go or something like that. Steph London like, when the comments doing the same yeah, thing. No one, okay. What did Steph London say? She was praising it. And then Miss Banks was like, what? This has to be a joke in Steph London. It was like, I rate her for that. Yeah, I love Miss Banks. I rate Miss Banks. Banks, Banks we all know who's better anyway. Because even um, if you go in Drake's comments, you we see. We all know who's better. Then, oh, okay. If you go yeah, in Drake's yeah, comments, yeah. you see certain rappers just begging it. But yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, they they Drake can do he could yeah. do anything. Oh, Steph be be begging. Should we camp it in people's comments? I mean, UK rappers generally, boy. Oh no, but I'm be... Steph especially. <laughs> oh, the UK niggas be on it. No, no, no of course on it. But I swear, as soon Steph as he lands in London, party take like couple. Of the <laughs> like, listen, they want to get on as much. But yeah, anyway, Miss Banks was uh, condemning it, and Steph was like uplifting it to answer your question. Was this before she revealed it as a stunt? Yeah, it oh. was. What was it, like? It was very in, quick on. 
onwards to that. She's like, Guan Spice or something like that. And then Steph was like, this has to be a joke. I mean, not Steph, Miss Banks was like, it has to be a joke. But, but yeah, what are your thoughts on this? this Black hypocrisy thing? song. That's what it's called, right? Yes, Black Hypocrisy. But are we talking about the wider scope of it? So you, you can talk, whatever your thoughts are, so wider scope. Here's the thing, like, scope whenever, it came, whenever it came to bleaching before, like if I saw someone bleaching, <clears throat> Or I saw like obviously you see the different tones in people's skin because obviously you can't bleach everywhere. Yeah. So you might see like one back mm-hmm. back foot is darker than elbows. Like are the yeah. best place to look. Exactly. And the thing is, I used to laugh at yeah, that. Yeah, knuckles too. And knuckles yeah, as well. Yeah. yeah. And I used to laugh at that when I was younger. But looking at um, looking at Jamaica and looking at how the business world works and how people who are light skin are favored, the beauty industry. Beauty looking at the products that you use to kind of lighten your skin even across the world so let's not just say jamaica it's also asia. in asia i've heard comments from in colleagues Africa, that they in, want to in china and places like that in um, china and cambodia um they use whitening cream mm-hmm. um it's and in they'll spread it all over their went, face look uh, whiter abroad uh in china i want mm-hmm. to say china and they struggle to find a cream just general lotion without their skin without some form of pigment enhancement yeah Cream. And it's a massive issue. And obviously, I used to laugh at this because it was like, I used to think, oh, it's a really ridiculous thing. Why aren't you proud of your skin color and stuff like that? But obviously, being light skin, I have to take into consideration that it, it is a massive struggle for some people to exist and be dark skin in certain communities, mm-hmm. especially in like Jamaica and stuff like mm-hmm. that, where you, you are literally demonized for having darker skin. Mm-hmm. Um, I was having a conversation with someone yesterday and they were telling me about... Uh, I can't remember the country. It was somewhere in the Caribbean where... No, it was in Brazil. Yeah, it was in Brazil. And he was saying that one of one of the shop owners allowed everyone who was light-skinned in the shop and everyone who was dark-skinned was like, you have to get out. And this is from a black man. Mm-hmm. And I find that wild. Not shocking. It's not shocking at all, but it's just like a song like this is definitely needed. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm happy that Spice was able to release it knowing the climate in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Spice. I, lo- I love Spice for what she is, yeah. who she is, her unapologeticness as a woman yeah, in yeah. the Caribbean, first of all, and what yeah, she yeah. does with her stage presences as well in terms of um, letting her be the, not letting men be the submissive ones on stage as well. That's one thing. And oh, yeah, like, yeah. She does that. Sexually um, free. Yeah, sexually yeah, yeah. free. And she dominates. She's the kind of what I love that, number one. Yeah. Number two, I think that um, Vibes Cartel, we've all co-signed it like low-key by like playing his music and all that stuff the colorism mm. he sold creams like when i was younger i remember a bbc documentary he sold creams uh still probably does through his pas and stuff like that um but yeah he literally sold legitimized creams that people bought in jamaica he enhanced that culture and actually dominated that culture because he's such a big artist of his stature as well mm. so it fed through societal wise um, it does, like Eden said, we're, we're all, um, we're, most of us are Jamaican in the room or have uh, have roots there and we've probably been back as well. So we, we know the climate and know what it is. And I think that we need to hold ourselves to account. There were ish, there was things back in high school as well where there was anti-blackness on some of my friends' parts actually. And actually I probably was complicit in that to be honest oh, 100%. so yeah 100%. literally i've used the b the blick word i've used i've used it you know yeah. there's been times where i've been in the caribbean where i've avoided sun because i don't want to come back too yeah, dark yeah. with yeah. the jokes after summer and stuff so mm-hmm. i think it's a growing process and i think that we need to check our communities to check our people there's people's mothers here telling their daughters to bleach and giving them the and stuff like that thousand in percent. asian in black 
in Caribbean and African households. But so also in the UK. In the that's what I'm saying. I know I know if like literally someone in my sister's school, mm. her mum is very much about shade and the lighter you are, the privileges you are. My sister ain't friends with her no more. <laughs> yeah, but, right. um, you destroyed that friendship. Well my mum did. So <laughs> that's a different story. But um yeah, there's it's very rife and it's very it's very unspoken about, I think, in the black community. I think um, I've heard more overt comments by like Asians that I've worked with and stuff about literally wanting to bleach mm. in the black community. I think it's a very in-house, Discussion. in the household, you know, in the bathroom, looking at yourself mm. in the mirror kind of kind of narrative. And I think it's something that needs to be talked about. And I think, I hope it just doesn't become a spice was here, then it's gone. Yeah. And there's no kind of thing about that. Cause she, she, as you said, she's brave to even tackle that, yeah. that issue. So and I, people were still making jokes about it. That's the thing. Even when it was revealed as a PR stunt, we were mm-hmm. all just making memes about it. It's like, no, why? Like black people, do we know, do laugh our pain away, which is great. Yeah. But, but we need, there's a point where we need to just start getting serious now. Like, but it's, it's like, also the fact that people try to remove themselves from the situation. I'm of course they do. Obviously let Shopee jump in and say something oh, in a second. You have nothing to say. Okay. Right. But um, in terms of, I think people see it as an external issue. Obviously, it's within the black community, but a lot of people think it's so far removed from the UK that mm. it's not a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then if you look at the music industry, obviously, we're talking about it every single Saturday and releasing on Tuesday. But the main artists that are at the top, Light Skin. Steph first Miss Banks. I think there's a bit of We look at the new releases that. of artists that are coming out in the UK as well, Light Skin. Mm-hmm. And if we look at the... Um, Presenters. The people that I've seen as attractive and may not necessarily have... Talent, and you you may know who I'm talking about. Um, I'm just trying to. Oh, okay, actually, I think, that, <laughs> I think I was just. Ooh, actually, that. let me not say that. She is talented. Who are we talking about? You know who I'm talking about. Actually, oh no, she's not. She's not talented. The the jaded one. Um, but um, she is talented. But mm. no, she is talented. She can sing. That mm. is a talent. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. I think don't try and dance at the same time. No, but if there was someone with a darker complexion, the bar would be slightly higher. That's what I'm trying slightly, to say. Slightly, enormously higher. Yeah, okay, enormously higher. But what, that's what I'm trying to say. Not necessarily, okay, Georgia is who I was talking about, but not necessarily that she's not talented, but more so. Oh, sorry. Yeah, bar. guys, I thought he was talking about someone completely different, begin with an M, but yeah, you can go. Oh, rah. You can go. Wait, it's not Mahali. Let's not do Mahali. No, 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 no. Is it the one that was supposed to be dating notes? Okay, yeah. cool, yeah. oh, well, oh. just, okay well we just it's all right it's right. on that one. Right, oh nina sherry's daughter yeah. yes we'll leave it at that mm-hmm. <laughs> but, plug um, work <laughs> all right let me let me nepotism let me, okay let me i'm just shading nina sherry's daughter that's wow okay all well, right let's nepotism let, let's anyway, not let's not attack artists because what we're trying She's to do Sorry. is we're trying to talk about the fact that certain artists <laughs> if they were dark-skinned wouldn't be in the positions they were 100%. in because the bar for singers and people in the music industry who are dark skin is so high. Mm-hmm. They have to be of a certain standard to be acceptable. Even if, obviously, um, obviously, Emenike is not dark skin. He's a light skin person. Emenike is light skin. Emenike is that Emenike? Is he? Emenike he's not light skin. Well, what is em, 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 Emenike, yes. like Emenike, like the one we discussed a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, Emenike is not light skin. What is he? So he's 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 not dark skin. you're light-skinned but okay so he's what, not light-skinned so what is he he's not dark-skinned but he's not light-skinned he's just he's like just, black he's just like like a like a browning like yeah, he's yeah, yeah. yeah. okay cool i listen i'm hungover <laughs> my brain isn't working today but I can't okay I when can't... you think of lights now let me not tell you what to think actually but no, no what i'm saying is it's much it's much harder for them to get into the industry obviously and 
I, I think something like this that Spice has done is very important and we need to make sure that we pay attention to it and not make fun of situations mm-hmm. like this. Um, and a lot of people are running away from the issue. A lot of light-skinned people obviously know of their privileges. Mm-hmm. We need to make sure that we are aiding people who are being um, either blacklisted or blocked from the industry because of dark skin or mm. being encouraged to lighten their skin mm-hmm. so that they can... I don't know, become higher in the charts or become more attractive. Yeah. Sometimes I literally think, what more does Miss Banks have to do? Like, she's been out here all year. Uh, we all know. Doing what, her thing. We all know what she has to do. Like, yeah, no, like what I they know. want her yeah. to do. But like, what more? Like, she's been on like festivals. I'd be like, she's been, she actually been doing bits. Mm. Like, every week she's somewhere doing something different. She just released that video, the remix. Um, She's, she's doing bits. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just hard it's hard in this country it's hard in this country and even Kay Michelle said about Atlantic Records UK telling her that dark skinned women black women no budget because we're the hardest ones to put, I mean the even ones look at Amara Lin- Amara Lin- Amara Negro. Lin- yeah, yeah even look from, at her like yeah. that scene from what was she in what TV show she was in Love and Hip Hop Love and Hip Hop yeah um, a Latin American crossover artist so even look at that episode Miami. where the person was like you're not Af- Afro-Latina what is that and stuff like that mm. I mean it's across the world yeah and I think black people just need to be honest with ourselves it's mm-hmm. a massive issue and we just don't want to face it yeah Haiti Dominican Republic mm-hmm. like, I mean mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that's a big contributor mm-hmm. to that the Latin American mm-hmm. the Afro Latin American community I think are, there's there's even bigger scope Brazil like you mentioned earlier as well mm-hmm. in Brazil definitely Latin happening. and South America and I think mm-hmm. definitely they get slept on in black diaspora conversations as well I think so like maybe because they're not their presence in the UK isn't as big yeah. as, like in the States but I think there's a narrative there as well there is a narrative there confirmed but um, I think everywhere that, where there's black people in the world there's always going to be that issue of mm-hmm. race and colorism and I think in the black community we love to talk about race more but then we contribute to that internally mm. yeah. the colorism we don't part. like discussing we discuss racism from an external perspective mm. we people don't, get so we, emotional when it's colorism and it's like it's just stop like, we don't, don't discuss do intra racism yeah. racism within <clears throat> our communities even um so this is slightly unrelated but um doctor who on sunday um there was a new episode released and it was featuring uh, Rosa Parks it was an episode about Rosa Parks so they go back in time and <laughs> um Rosa Parks <laughs> Of course they did like issue. They, they, <laughs> they basically tried to help the situation with Rosa Parks and stuff like that. But what? it was just the fact that Rosa Parks <laughs> wasn't the first woman to say she wouldn't get up for a white man. And she I, wasn't. No, it was Colleen. What was her name again? Um, and see, that's an issue. I can't remember her name. Mm. But um, she was a dark skinned woman. Mm-hmm. And obviously Rosa Parks is more of an attractive face, more mm. of a... Let's palatable say, face palatable to the cause yeah, I mean exactly. even Mal- like obviously Malcolm X was villainized and stuff but like complexion you know yeah, yeah. fit to even discuss him in a, a villainous way even on the news just to get him on mainstream yeah it would fit to have a lighter skinned kind of narrative you yeah. know and exactly what you're saying with Rosa Parks she was not the first there was actually a plethora of black women who were darker skinned before yeah. Rosa that spoke up it was it was a cultural movement mm. like within the states as well but that's why sometimes like light skinned people like myself, we need to make sure we take a knee sometimes or take a step back Mm -hmm. and think about the situations that we've been given, like the opportunities we've been given. Mm. Because sometimes, although we feel like we've earned something and we may work hard for it, we need to think about the implications of the person who may be better suited for the position, who is like darker skinned or something along those lines. Who wouldn't get the platform. Yeah, who wouldn't get the platform. Similarly, if if I was in a position, so say someone offered me something um, like, me and a darker skinned person went for it and I received it automatically. I think to myself, 
is it because I'm fairer skinned? You critique it like yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Like, yeah, I'll give you an example, and I, this may get me in trouble. I don't really care. Do your take so in our podcast in the company I currently work for. I'm the only black man that's customer facing, mm-hmm. and I'm light skinned mm-hmm. and I'm aware of the fact that it's because that I'm palatable to white faces. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of the things that I'm trying to work on. So I want to get more darker skinned black men in, in the company, company that I work for. Yeah. But it's just, we need to be aware of things like that. We can't pretend it's not a thing that's happening. Mm. I don't understand the benefit that we receive from that because if we uphold that white standard, mm. you're easily replaceable. Yeah. Very easily replaceable. Yeah. Cause all they're doing is you're just there you're their black person. Mm-hmm. That's literally what you are. You you're are. their black person for the duration of the time you're at the company. And once you're gone, they'll get someone else who's the same complexion as you. Yeah. And this isn't like, I hate to even have to do this, but it's not even putting down lighter skin people at all because there's struggles you face in the, we live in a white supremacist no, but, society. Like, <coughs> fuck that. Like, no, but I'm just saying that it's just the fact that like people, that's what I'm saying in the discussions. It gets very emotional. People yeah. take it very personally versus like culturally and systemically and stuff like that. And I think there is a difference between like genuinely critiquing and hating because they're with Jesse Williams, like I've genuine, I've seen both examples. I've seen examples where it's like been a critique mm. genuinely, like, and it's, it's deserved and stuff like that. Cause he, he, he's done a lot as well. Yeah. But I think there's been cases where people have just unnecessarily brought it up in situations where it's not relevant, but it's like, I think it's using the scope of colorism yeah. in the right places as well. Like with you, that was a perfect example. You got to your position you want to keep your position because it's something you're passionate about as your company. So instead, you're obviously going to use your, use your, that's what you do, you use your privilege and that's what you're working on, using your privilege and leveraging it to get more black men who are darker than you yeah. into the workspace. So it's using your privilege. You don't need to not mm-hmm. absolve yourself and like remove yourself. You're critiquing yourself. But just on what you've just said, and I completely agree with everything you just said, but there's one thing I just want to say and we'll move on to the next yeah, topic yeah, after this. Fine. But Light-skinned people who are listening to this right now, yikes! <laughs> take the L, because I'm seeing too many I'm people. Dead. I'm taking. I'm seeing too many people complain and do. Oh, what about us doing white, basically white tears, but with a little caramel? We've got. So like, I don't. I don't understand why it's every time someone's saying, "Oh, there's this issue about colorism and stuff like that." You're like, "Oh, it doesn't exist." And I'm mm. just like, "You clearly have eyes because you've read the message." I just know people who say that will not even be in my circle or associate with me. So it's all no, good. Like, got, it's all you've, Gucci. You've got, this isn't me trying to be like better than other people, but you've just got to be very honest. In this, you've got to be very honest in the situation mm-hmm. and stop fucking crying. Yeah. Like legit. It's just, just like men, like the rape cases, all this stuff, liars, like shut the fuck up. The big cultural, the big systemic issue is that there's big, there's women that can't come to the front because yeah. they'll be threatened their story won't be believed or stuff like that. It's just like, take that L. There will be some that are lies. Very small minority though. Yeah, yeah. Very small. And it's just the same thing with you. There will be isolated examples of where someone lives where, you know, that wasn't an issue. But on a systemic, cultural, world, global scale, yeah. that's an it. Colorism is an issue in every single facet. So black people who are light-skinned, even look at the Asian community, look at the, um, look at other races as well. Mm. There's always colorism yeah. there is always colorism so yeah why can't you just apply that lens to your community because it happens yep. globally just focus on the bigger picture that's focus really on the, yeah big focus on the bigger picture and do your fucking research google is fucking free like yep. come on <laughs> but anyway, anyway big up spice that's it oh more <laughs> anger on the way guys because xxx temptation temptation whatever confessed to domestic abuse i'm ready well we all knew this already i am ready but a clip 
obviously had to be released for people to fucking believe the shit. But can you, it was can for you like give two me years. like one minute? On I this. can give you a whole two, five, whatever. Okay, if you cool. Want I, I need to talk you. on this really quickly because. But wait, let but me let him, contextualize. Let him. Okay, let me, <laughs> let me take my seat okay. back. So the rapper who's now dead obviously can be heard talking about assaulting an ex-girlfriend and stabbing nine people on tape. So I've listened to the clip actually. And yeah, pitch it's confirmed. Yeah, Pitchfork, if you want to get that, it's all on there. The clip is there and the excerpts that you needed there if you don't want to watch the whole clip because it is long. But um, yeah, he's domestically abused a lot of people, including people that he was affiliated with romantically and not. Um, and yeah, that was the clip that came out. So Eden, hit the floor. Okay. So all I'm going to say is I told you so. Because... A lot of people on the timeline, a lot of people in real life, and also a guy that I was friends with. Was. Was, because he blocked me. Yikes. So I went on Twitter. What, because of that issue? He blocked yeah, you? Yeah, but when XX died, and people were like, don't forget, like obviously RIP to him, mm -hmm. but at the same time, let's not absolve him of mm -hmm. his past crimes mm -hmm. and what he's done to people. Mm -hmm. And people came into my mentions, and they were like, why are you happy about the fact that he died? Because I'm mentioning the fact that he was an abuser and he assaulted women, et cetera, et cetera. So there, obviously there was this person that I used to be friends with mm -hmm. and he sent me a message like, oh, hopefully you can see the error of your ways one day. But for now, I'm going to take a step back. So I was like, cool. There's your step. Just don't come back. Because we're not going to pretend. We're not going to pretend that XXX isn't who he, well, wasn't who he was. Mm -hmm. Because if R. Kelly died tomorrow, it, no, let me not wish Call that Call a spade him. a spade. Call a spade but a spade. But if R. Kelly died tomorrow and we say, don't forget about all of the cases that were pending against him. Don't forget about the fact that he was abusive to so many women. That he pissed on girls. That's not that a lie. And pedophile. Pedophile. Mm -hmm. That's not- Married. That's not me celebrating the fact that a life has been lost from the world. That mm -hmm. is me saying, this is the life that mm -hmm. was lost. Mm -hmm. It's not- Ha like I'm so excited that he finally got what he deserved. I'm mm. never ever gonna say mm -hmm. that because obviously a life is important. Because there were some people doing that, which I'll get into anyway. Exactly. So like, I mean, obviously, I, I just I I was very confused about the whole situation. This was definitely needed because XXX stands are the mm. most annoying stands and they're ever. still going they're still going with the clip even though the clip's released they're still going so that, i just feel that like hill that they want to die on be honest going. stop lying to yourself he was an abuser mm -hmm. you can still listen to his music if you want to i personally won't <clears throat> i know i've said in the past with the little wayne album that i liked his vocals on that but other than that i don't want to listen to his music mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's a shame that he had to die the way he died. Mm -hmm. But we're not going to pretend that he was an abuser. What I will say is I completely agree with what you're saying. I think that um, a lot of people don't get, they think you have to be absolutist, right? So you have to be on one side of the fence or the other side of the fence or there's no debate or there's no viewpoint or there's no argument. I think with XXX, I think, yep, yeah, you know, the way he died, you know, um, a victim of uh, gun violence or whatever it was as well. Um, yeah, the, he died in that way. It's unfortunate for his mum, whatever, because you can, you know, work and grow, whatever, do what you need to do. But at the same time, he was an abuser. Just like Eden said, he was an abuser. And, you know, there's no way, shape, form about it. It came from the horse's mouth. That's his voice. Unless it comes out it was altered or some shit, which it won't. It was his voice. He had pending law cases against him, which only got thrown out yeah. because he died yep. obviously mm. um, uh, so that's that's the case with it he literally he said what he said 
He apparently, allegedly, because it's obviously still, it hasn't been completed, did what he did. Um, it's unfortunate that he died, you know, whatever. Um, and I had the same viewpoint as you. I didn't really vocalize it and tweet it because the TR was a mess for that whole week. It was like, you couldn't escape the name mm. XXX. And I was, I was like, I know what he did. I didn't need to see it again. I'm good. You know, all of that. But there were some people on the ledge, the tree that they wanted to die on, the hill they wanted to die on, that were like, thank God he's dead, reveling, playing songs, mm. tribulations, all of that. I don't celebrate people's deaths. I don't do that. Mm. I'm, a, I'm a karma guy, so I'm, I'm all about that. But at the same time, I will always acknowledge someone's things. And I did in group chats, because mm. Twitter is not the only platform where you have to state your fucking opinion. So I went in my group <laughs> chats and we had that discussion there. Um, and I stated, you know, he's still an abuser, all of that. And there's still women that he, you know, allegedly hit. I don't care how hard the music done slap. I don't care. I don't care what he features on, you know, it doesn't matter. Like people either listen, they don't listen. I chose not to listen. Like Little Wayne, it came on. Mm. I actually didn't look at the track list until I was playing through and I was like, that's, I know that voice. So he didn't I, even release it, it until like the day before. Right? Yeah, it was so. like the night before and then yeah. it came out. So I was listening in the car. I was like, oh wait, that's him yeah and it was, was a like, good song well, you know it's a good song you know whatever it was it was a good song but I'm, I'm not going out of my way to press play on his albums or his mixtapes or his projects or anything like that so it's a dub um i hope you got the answer you wanted to and i think people get a fucking brain yeah. and think that you can have two coexisting thoughts on the same at the same time so you can think that he was an abuser but you can still not celebrate de like it mm. doesn't have to be the most extreme forms of thought yeah um, I think a lot of people are dumb and very scapegoaty and they follow their shepherd leaders online. But equally but, um, at the same whatever. time, and we this is the whole looking at the bigger picture thing, and you don't have to do this, just think about it. But if there are people that are celebrating someone who's died, think about why they could possibly be doing that. So if there are women who have been abused or, or have gone through situations where their abuser hasn't faced justice or some, or say, for example, they've always wanted for their abuser to be called out on something. And if they're celebrating an abuser dying, that's obviously wrong, but think about the reason behind mm -hmm. it. You gotta think about the reason why people do things sometimes. And people then, just see things on Twitter and then everyone jumps on it. It's they jump like, on it, it's groupthink. There's a difference between an, uh, a person that's been abused being happy that their abuser died because that's the only form of safety that they're gonna get. Mm. There's a difference between that and a difference between thousands and hundreds of thousands of people on Twitter celebrating death yeah. in their room, in the dark, mm. tweeting on their phone yep. and getting excited because their follower got excited yep. or the biggest follower account who they follow got excited. Yep. So get your own fucking brains. Yep. Have your own nuanced thoughts. Stop fucking lying. And get it together. Yep. Now. We created a poll last week to hear your opinions on future guests and how we can improve the content of Don't Like The Stands. Our guest today released his debut EP, Feels, this year with his viral R&B smash, Let Me Know, catching the attention of notable producers and rappers like Getz and Conan, whilst amassing 100,000 listens on Spotify. Today, Chopin, Nick and I sat down with the next generation of R&B, Kadeem Tyrell. So sit back, relax and enjoy the interview. Take it away, Kadeem. Melodies seem to form inside of you The flow of your body drips off like flower dough Of course I know that your stem has a story to tell Thank <laughs> you.
How you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, just a little backstory. So I've known Kadeem for a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, brilliant music. Love his music. I knew you when you had Moon. That was the only thing I kind of knew at, knew of at the time. Okay, cool. And every time I saw you, I would hear it at the same time, which was really weird. <laughs> um, it's the funniest thing. But yeah, amazing singer. Um, I think it's going to lead the R&B scene eventually. Not to be, so. Yeah, that's definitely that's what I mm-hmm. see. Um, but yeah. Hope you're good. If you guys have any questions, just shoot. So what are you up to right now? Like musically? Oh, I thought you going to say what I'm doing now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm working on my second project. Perfect. Um, it comes out next year, like in the first quarter of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's finished. It's sounding great. I'm loving it. Do you have a name yet? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 Not going to tell anyone just yet. But it's something along the lines of like feels. I want it to be like a, um, what's that word? Like a series, mm-hmm. like, a, like a thematic, yeah, a little theme going on. So like fills, and then the second one has like another name, and then so the some third continuity. One. That's the name, <laughs> the wordsmith. Yeah, so. The wordsmith. So um, yeah, that's what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to releasing it. Right. Okay. So I know Shopee is on deck with some questions. So. Take it ahead. I think I'm, I'm ready for the money. <laughs> yeah. I know. Well, you, yeah. had like a dress rehearsal yesterday, so he kind of knows Listen, everything we're going to ask. I just gave him a little intro. Shop is the main. Um, so let's take it back to the beginning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, before we get into 2019, um, yeah, so mm-hmm. how did you actually get in your, your start in music? What were your roots to getting to where you are today? Cool. Well, I'm not actually where I want to be now, but I'm still on my way. Um, how did I first get into it? So I was singing in church and just like in the little kids' choir. Um, Pentecostal? No. I'm t- <laughs> Or Catholic? <laughs> I am finished. No, you've got to ask, we're speaking to black people. Cheeky like, Greenleaf? No, I'm joking. Yeah. Yeah. Pentecostal, Baptist, Catholic. Mm. Baptist. Ah, Ooh, okay. Same. <laughs> um, so I was doing that and then my mum did actually know I could sing until I was like 16. So one time my friend was like recording me at school, um, singing when I sang in front of people in the, what's it called? Not the garden, the playground. Like for the first time ever, it was like, cause I was calling it the, the garden. <laughs> so my mind's still on a mad thing. So everyone listening to this podcast, I went out last night, just like these guys here. And my brain is doing 100 things at one time. So we actually witnessed the No, we witnessed the whole getting the getting like, the costume. Oh, yeah, all of us had a fucked up evening yeah. last mm. night. It was a good day though. It was really yeah, good. good vibe. Oh, I can show you what I actually looked like at the end. It looked really good. It was okay. fun. But um, yeah, so, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, so my mum found it. And then my mum and my dad was just both like, oh, like, why don't you sing? At first I was like... Mm. I don't really want to sing. I don't really. I like singing, but I don't really want to sing. So then after that, I started writing songs in my room when I was like 15, and then um, didn't take it seriously until like I was like 18, 19. Drove down to like this guy's um, studio, was singing. Didn't actually like the song when I came back home, but then he called me back like months after and was like, "I got this song that I think you will sound perfect on," and it was Garage. So I'm from Southwest, Battersea, where Garage kind of like comes from. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, cool, of course, I'm going to rep that. So solid's from my estate. Of course, I'm going to yeah, do this. Man. So done that. And then um, the tune kind of like, over the years, it just grew. And people was like, oh my God, I love this. And for one, the song was in a range that I don't usually sing at. So it was like, when I came out with this, I was singing, because I talk kind of like, like this. Mm. And I sing like this. <laughs> so um, <laughs> it was like, oh shit, you can, you can go up there. After that, I never went there again. 
But I was like, Why, oh, you, you won't have Rangers. Up. No, no, no. It sounds amazing, but it takes a lot of work. Don't want to take that work to get. But <laughs> the resilience will come soon. It yeah. will come. But it did. That's the thing. So this next project, there's a lot of that. Okay. I've literally I, I've pushed myself as much as I can. Um, but my travel through um, like garage and soulful house and all that kind of stuff is what like, kind of led me to like, this R and B stage. Now it took me time, like a whole year. To like get to know myself, get to know like what kind of music I want to make. Because mm, I know mm. I didn't want to make music that like everyone's making. Yeah. As we mm. were saying, like um, another, the other crooner, um, Brent Fires. Ah. <laughs> like him. Are we still talking about him? Yeah, we are. You know, he's really good. He is good. <laughs> oh, see. Oh, he's he, good. Man. And the funniest thing. Guys. The funniest thing, because I don't really fuck with um, Khaled's. My All right, God. well, it was nice having Kadeem on the podcast. <laughs> That's the end Let's of the go. podcast for today. I got church. But with that being said, um, what you were saying, when you were saying things like um, he just brings in all the elements of different sounds in, I think that's absolutely true. You should actually take some time to listen to his music because he actually does. Speaking to Chopin, by the way. He does, like, I have, I it's like got, like, it. a bit of a trap sound. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I don't like it. I listen, though, but I appreciate that, what he's doing with the music. For example, bringing the trap, bringing in the jazz, he brings in, like, the R&B. Country. But yet the country and his own little thing. And you know, that's good for him. <laughs> <laughs> that's good for him. I'm happy that black man is making money doing music. That's all I have for him. Okay, that's That's good. all I have well, at for At least him. you can appreciate I appreciate. That. I appreciate his Ooh. space in the marketplace. It's just not for me. Fair enough. I will never hate on him. I wish Ooh. Oh, you've already done hated on the kid for the last, me, like, I, two weeks. I, I don't like, that no, I don't like, like his a... music, but I won't hate on him. I won't hate on his oh, okay, hustle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't like his music, but I won't hate on him. I don't know no, him. Fair enough. My only view on him, I think, is that he's trying to be like a male scissor. And that's what I don't like. What do you think? Like he's trying. Like if you watch his performances, have you watched his performances? Yeah, Love Lies yeah. was interesting. Yeah, so it's like Ooh. you know, Scissor. She's very like um, does aerobics and stuff. Like yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. like an acrobat. Yeah, it's basically that's what she is, isn't it? So when I saw that, and then I saw um, him, I was like, why are you jumping? Jumping? Like he's been. He jumps around and spins, and not that that that's bad. Okay. But it was it was very like I was comparing it to like Scissor. It just gave me the Scissor vibe, and it was mm. like because I know he loves Scissor. Mm. I watched the it signs of the same label too. Yeah. 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 So I know he loves her. Okay. Same A and R, I think as well. I'm just like, oh, I'm not too sure now. Don't know if I really. Okay. I'll give him like that. Um, mm, he can stay still. So <laughs> anyway, so um, my next question was um, so who were some of your musical and vocal influences? And the reason why I specified that is because when I speak to singers, I always feel like there will be people who they look up to just uh-huh. vocally, and there are th- some who are like musically, this is where I want to go. And of course, there are some that are both of them. Yeah, and I'm intrigued That's to a good hear question because it's like it's, people don't usually ask. That it is a good question, and then split it up into the And I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Thank you. I'm intrigued to hear hear your answer because obviously when I listen to a new artist, especially singers, because I kind of see myself as mm-hmm. like the R and B connoisseur. It's like my favorite Jeez. thing. It's like my favorite thing in the world. Wikipedia of R and B. So like for me, like I like I, I like I hear some people in your sound in your vocal range. Mm-hmm. Somebody like just say some names who. So like Come to mind Brandy Early Music Soul Child Like the first two albums mm-hmm. Lyndon David Hall And a bit of Jermaine Riley. So but I like I want to hear who Specifically yeah, it been, It's so mad Because everyone style. Everyone says the same things Like even big up Jermaine Riley Because I get that a lot People be like Oh yeah you sound like Jermaine Riley The way he can sing So that's mm. great um, For me when it comes out to the whole like Musicality and stuff I'm still learning Every single day I still learn about like myself When it came to music I just like the sounds And I like the feel 
I like to create a sound that just like kind of gives you like a vibe. But um, you know, some other singers would be like, I remember one girl came to me one time and was like, oh, like, so how much can you run? And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> how what does, much? What does that mean? <laughs> I was like, what do you what do you mean? She's like, like your runs. Do you run? Blah blah blah. I was like, yeah, I could do runs, but they don't really come. Like, I don't sit there trying to do all these runs that Brandy does. And I've been around singers where they are annoying, annoying singers. Yeah. <laughs> where Ooh. I'm just like um, runs in abundance. Yeah, like, you know the ones that just come in singing hello. I'm just mm. like, okay, you can sing. We get that. We know. We we get it. <laughs> exactly. We heard, we heard but, the songs, and I appreciate but, but. that. But um. Not to say like I don't live, breathe music. It's, a, it's about doing it with taste. Yeah. Like, when necessary. That's um, what and about. Exactly. When and that's why I think Brandy's the queen of that. Because mm. it's never showy or um, self-indulgent. Mm. Every ad-lib or run she does is like, there for it's, a reason. It's perfect. Yeah, it's, it's perfectly timed. I think when it comes to Brandy, like my um, my influence with her is her, um, her layering. So like mm. she oh, her vocal let, arrangements. Yeah, mm. it's in, insane. So my dad and my it brother was insane. telling me when I was telling you yesterday, is that my brother my dad and my brother was telling was saying to me that it's me that um no, it's her that I get that from. And I was like, Brandy. But then I listened back to all the songs I used to listen to. I was like, oh shit, like yeah, I do get this from Brandy. Mm, the Full Moon album changed everything. R and B vocals forever. forever. Since no, that's album. true. Because it was very like um spacey. Mm. And it was like futuristic, futuristic yeah. yeah. Even the videos, down to the videos, yeah, yeah. like that, yeah. yeah. And she didn't yeah. use yeah. like a lot of um, like live instruments, mm. it was very like programmed mm. instruments, and that's where she got that's where the that whole sounds, vocal bible yeah. came from. She mm. was from that album. Mm-hmm. people don't, I don't think people appreciate her for what she's done mm. as much as they she's amazing, they should. she's yeah. very good, and amazing. you can hear her in so like yourself, but you can mm. hear her in so many, so many other, that's what I'm saying, so many singers, you can hear her when she passes and stuff. The document, like, yeah, like, it's gonna be like, bad. so Ooh, big, so like a big, a big so example, yeah. <laughs> a big example. Every, every singer usually says it. Like a big example, Chris Brown has said for years, "That's my favorite singer." Got Brandy, my favorite, yeah. yeah, and you can hear it. Mm-hmm. You can hear it. No, that's true. Yeah, you can hear yeah. loads of Brandy and Chris Brown's words. Mm. Who's another person? So people, I think everybody knows that I love this this woman to bits. Do you know who? Can you guess? Is it Whitney? No, okay, now I love her. <laughs> oh. But it's not her. Clarify, guys. <laughs> Do you know the maddest thing is that, okay, I'm not going to try now because as I said, guys, my voice <laughs> from last night partying and yeah. shit. But um, Aaliyah, Ooh. that's one of my biggest, like, people is don't Is that vocal or musical? Both of it. I'm glad like, you said that. Both, so because glad. people don't understand, like, where, what her voice is. No, I understand. And what it does. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. It's I'm like, yes, yeah, it. smooth. You look like you disagree. Come on. No, I'm listening to everything you guys are saying. It's just like, it doesn't have to be a big belt. I'm so glad you said that. She's my favorite, my number one. Because when, so I grew up in a Christian household and I actually wasn't allowed to play a lot of like secular music when my dad left. So obviously he was a DJ. So when he left, it was like, I can only listen to secular music when I was at his house. Mm -hmm. So we got me like this little small laptop and I used to have like a lot of tunes from like back in the day from like Lover's Rock. I don't know if you guys know Lover's Mm -hmm. Rock and Red Roof. Like that's like Mm -hmm. what, well, you know, you're Nigerian, so I'm not too sure if you would know. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing now. But yeah, I love amazing. music. So okay, yeah. cool. But that's how I want to sound like, eventually, <laughs> wow. I will go to that. I'll go to doing like Lover's Work and stuff okay. like that. Please, that'll that's be That's what my dad keeps pushing me to do it. Ooh, but I'm like, I need to have amazing. the right producers, the right everything. Yeah. It has I, to I be actually, right. It has to be right. It cannot mm. be a cheap incarceration. Exactly. Like, oh my God, no. But I, also, no. I think that's the next trend. Because obviously we had Estelle release mm. a Love Rock album recently. We'll see. We'll see. I think that's the next trend that's we'll coming. See. We've had the whole um, Latina 
or Latino. Um, there's still a moment. Mm. Still yeah, a I moment mean, Drake, Drake kind of revived it. Bad Bunny and people like mm. that are still rising. But this, that's Ooh. what I mean. There's still a wave of that to happen. But I'm, maybe in the next summer that's coming, because we had the whole um, Caribbean influence, like um, Rihanna's work, um, mm. Controller and stuff like that last mm. summer. What, was it last summer? Or the year, it was two years that? ago. Two yeah, years two summers ago. before that. But then been, then, it was, I think it was a longer trend. Yeah, than and then we summer. had the reggaeton influence music. And I think Love is Rock is coming very shortly. Oh, I hope so, because a lot of people... I actually kind of don't, because it will be cheapened. So, but Ooh. Kadeem used to say the singer. Oh no, you did say it. You said Aaliyah. I didn't say it, what the singer. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I think when it comes to Aaliyah, I don't know if everyone like realizes that I do a lot of like um, all these little sounds in the back of oh, songs. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, like for example, Aaliyah was like the one that she just used to make sounds like um, just mm. all those things there. Mm. So mm. that's what. I do in my songs but people She's don't. also another one for great no. vocal arrangements. Amazing. Amazing mm. vocal arrangements. So like that's how I even came up with like with Let Me Know how it has that. Brandy and Aaliyah was like my my way of like oh cool let me use this sound. Yeah. And even on Moon actually Moon probably was the first one where I was like you know in the beginning we're like oh yeah. 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 So like let's take it back to Rock the Boat. You do the same thing in um or let them. me know as well. Let like me know. Right at the beginning. You do mm-hmm. it as well, yeah. Uh, but more with vocal arrangement of like Brandy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay. So this kind of EP was where I was like thinking about my people that influenced me more. That's um, dope. Yeah. Okay. Um, what about, I'll just ask a quick question, but what about what you think about the, um, the current R&B scene in the UK? Like, how do you see it? Do you see it growing? Do you, how do you see it's your position? It's definitely growing. Um, now that we have our queen, LMA, no, I'm joking. No, she, <laughs> LMA is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, she has, I wouldn't say she's brought back R&B because it wasn't ever gone. Mm-hmm. And she was, she was, she was there, on, yeah. yeah. But it's what, they, what they're doing in it. So it's not her, mm-hmm. but it's more so, um, what, because Buddha was out for a whole year before that. Yeah, mm-hmm. a good so, year and a half. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm like... Before it really took off mm-hmm. in the clubs and the States. But of course, that's when it comes down to press. Mm. I know you guys know about press and, and how important it is. Mm. It comes, when you put your money somewhere... But the thing is, in. I think in the States as well, the club scene is super still mm-hmm. important. People sleep on it as well. Atlanta is a huge market to mm. get your songs as well. And LMA was telling a story on The Breakfast Club and it was actually a club to a club to a club. Oh, this it was very word of mouth. Mm-hmm. And, stuff. and that's what I think we just sometimes don't have the infrastructure as much yeah. in the UK to do Because we don't support like, each other. Doesn't, yeah. We don't support each other. Yeah. Like all the DJs. Yeah. Okay, and some the DJs, DJs, the DJ market is very one type of, you know, mm-hmm. there are some black DJs as well, but like, we, we all know what yeah, there's some really DJs over here that I would I gotta say like you know for example like Nadia J and something oh Nadia J is dope all of them yeah, they, yeah, they represent do you know what I mean so like but there's some DJs that would be like yo yeah you're dope play it for like one two weeks but just to be like yeah I supported the just UK to get artist, you just to yeah, say that yeah, like, yeah. I did it yeah and in America that's not what happens yeah. like when you go to you've not been to the states when you yeah. listen to the radio you hear the same songs over and over again but they're doing that on purpose so that it gets into your head yeah so the next two weeks yeah it's like there's no point like overflowing people's brains with 1,200 so songs in one week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But mm. do, you, do you see a ceiling to like... To where it can go? Not necessarily where it can go because obviously we had a conversation when, a few weeks ago about M&EK mm-hmm. and pop and black pop artists and mm. stuff like that. So obviously you make R&B music mm-hmm. but 
we know that when it comes to music in general, re- record labels try to push artists more towards pop because yeah, there's a lot of money that's what in it. Sells, yeah. well, Quick hits. I think like, like even with that's some... where the white fans are as well. So yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's true though. That's where the white fans are. But the, the funniest thing is, yeah, like, like, I have a lot of like white fans from my music. They'll message me and be like, "Oh my god, I love this," and mm. you know, this is I haven't heard something like this since since time ago. Yeah. <laughs> but um, there's um, a ceiling. There is a ceiling. But it's like, I don't want to see it that way. Okay. And the way that I'm seeing it is like, I know that it can go further because to me, it took me time to understand my sound and understand where it's going. Mm -hmm. And not a lot of people might get it. Um, I think one girl done an article, I can't remember her name, but she done an article on like, let me know. And she just wrote this thing. She's like, I hope you really like it. I hope I didn't offend you in any way. I was like, oh no, let me read it. And she got everything right. She was just basically saying like, this boy gives me such a carefree black boy kind of like vibe where he doesn't really care about the stereotypes of what a a man should be like. And that's exactly what this, that project was about. Mm. It was showing parts that some boys don't talk about. Like you Mm. don't talk about your, a boy's not going to go and sing so much about our heartbreak. This next one is a bit more, I'm a bit scared because it's like, it's me. It's, it's more like in depth. That one was all positive. Like, feels was all up in your feels, all up in your feelings, and like, oh, <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, every time I described it, it was like, all, me, this is me all up in my feels. That's why it's called feels, because it gives me okay. different feels and yeah, different kind yeah, of vibes. Yeah, 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 yeah. But this one, to me, like, when I played it to like one, to a group of people, they were like, this is like a mini album because it has different elements of what, one, what I grew up to, all my EPs will always be that from what I grew up to. Mm. I think today's music um, is great, or because like, it's a bop, but. It's not everybody wants a bop. Like yeah. sometimes you need some songs that like really resonate some depth. with you. Yeah, that have yeah. depth to it. So um, and bop needs to stop being such a singular definition. Like bop. so, if, <laughs> for example, like I'm oh, I'm God. different. So like in terms of your music, I'd say Ooh. focus is a bop. Yeah. It's not like jump. doof 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 yeah, jumping yeah, yeah. jumping music. Yeah, but like, yeah, I can yeah, be yeah. in my room or in my headphones. I'm like. Yeah. 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 Cool. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> or like, even, or even back to Aaliyah. Like the amount of times I play that one in a million album, like it's like always oh, fire. That man. one like heart, on. like heartbroken and yes. never so, coming back. Yeah, like, I play those like yes. the up te- choosy lover. Um, like I play those like those are up tempo tracks. That's so funny. I'm gonna be covering that soon. Choosy Ch- lover. Yeah. Please but do the, please do the breakdown. The original one. No, please do both. But choosy lover. And into the doof doof Yeah, that is so quick quick plug. Choosy Lover, one in a million album, one of the best Timberland productions. Yeah, originally by the Azzy Brothers. Yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> speak on it. Yes, but speak no, on it. Leading back to like the discussion about LMA and UK mm. R&B now. So obviously the UK has had like numerous R&B acts here since like the 80s. Mm-hmm. But we can only really name like the what, real big stars <laughs> yeah. on like one hand. So all we really had in terms of like big stars that yeah. kind of had like a sustained career, like there, Craig there David, a, Lamar, but, Mystique, Beverly Knight, and I have one more. But I think- Jamelia and Eternal, that's it. Who? Jamelia and Eternal. Oh, I don't know what it is, huh? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was gonna ask. Imagine you got that wrong. <laughs> so, so I was gonna ask, why do you? Th- so that's like six artists and names. Why do I believe that? So what, why do you think that the, the UK has such a fickle history with Because R&B they didn't artists. know how to platform it. Like they mm-hmm. didn't know how to push it. They didn't know what to do. With but R&B they did then. well though. Those six. They did names. well for a hot second. The songs still do well because in that hot second it was hot. Mm-hmm. And obviously, like when your songs are hot, it's gonna always kind of be hot now and then. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. But. um in terms of like their career, like their music career and still doing R&B and stuff, it's like everybody back then, to me, if we're thinking about, for example, Mystique, they split and then what's the other one's name? Alicia. 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 
she he's like at least you know her name alicia <laughs> <laughs> dixon so alicia dixon she had a little moment like she had a moment but then it was more about it was more poppy though it was, it more, was pop, more poppy but it then was more poppy. i like that brief slow song though yeah, yeah, yeah. but even oh, though she has good songs no but even that even that was a bit diluted she's though. got some bops mm. and that's why to me that's what a bop is when it's diluted so i'm offended mm. that focus is, is a bop to you know Jacob. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm crying yo i'm playing no um Focus is a bop. I think anything that's with like, Rom Defoe is always going to be a bop to me. And mm. um, one of my favorite producers that I actually had the chance to from Soul actually from Soul Action, but like just him alone is one of the artists that I just wanted to really work with. Yeah, going back to you, what you was talking about earlier in the podcast, um, that people in Chicago, like Chicago. I want to go there just simply because I want to make music with Raven Lene. Oh, yes. please. That would be great. Your voices would work well together. I really think it would too. Like, I love soft tone. I, I really her. think it would too. <laughs> <laughs> Let me be here <laughs> I um, loved her from when she uploaded her first Moon EP. Mm. Moon shoes. And then it got taken. Moon shoes. Yeah. What a great when it got taken, taken down. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, like, hold yeah. on, what's going on? I was like, you know, she's getting signed. Yeah. Two minutes, she was on Universal. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, cool. I get it. Yeah. But like Monty, I love watching Monty, Monty, Monty Booker. Monty Booker is one of my favorite producers. Incredible. Actually, how let me know became like viral because I put up a um, a tweet saying, "Hey guys, help me get your your boy, you know, mm. some plays, and I want to work with Kitchenada. It's another artist I really want to work with. Oh, I think I've seen that tweet. Kitchenada so, yeah, and yeah, and um, Monty Booker. Mm. So it just got thousands and thousands of retweets, and yeah, and then Monty followed me. I'm still waiting on it. It's happening. I'm talking to him. Ooh, Monte yeah. Book and Kitchen Order, Kadeem Tarot. That mm-hmm. definitely work on it. Work on it. Yeah. Speaking into existence. Mm-hmm. You should, um, yeah, Raven Lane. It would make sense. Yeah. I have him talking to them and stuff. He follows me. Mm-hmm. We chat. So it will happen. It will happen. Yeah, it will happen. Trust me, it, it will. And the thing is, sometimes it doesn't happen when you think it's going to yeah. happen with stuff like this. You have to mm. plant the seed, come yeah. round. Mm. I was going to ask you real quick. Do you think that it's kind of similar to Eden's question, but do you think that your type of. Do you, like your aims to make this kind of music and R&B work in the UK now, like, or a wider plethora of R&B, mm. or are you looking to have a more international career and do you think, oh, the way I'm gonna do, you know what do the my thing, thing is, yeah, is like when, international? That's a good question, because my friend used to always ask me, like, oh, how far do you wanna get? You know, that's mm. the question, how big do you wanna get? I'm the strategy person, so I think <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But in my head, I was like, you know what, I don't wanna be too big because I don't want people up in my business. I'm really sensitive, and if anyone just says, like, you're shit, and I'll be like, oh, oh my God, I'm never doing this again. Wow. <laughs> but with that being said, it got boring of people being like, oh my God, your music's amazing. I needed one person just to tell me, you're shit, but you got potential. And when I got that, I was like, thank you. Someone said like, that to you. Mm. Didn't, they didn't say you're, you're shit. It's been like, oh, I don't really fuck a bit, but mm. <laughs> I like, I like. You, you want to hear a love, bit more depth. Do you know right? what I mean? I'd be like, hear, oh, so yeah. why? Like, what can more I do? More constructive yeah. criticism. What can I, exactly, yeah. what can I do to get better? What's exactly, the next level? Because I want to grow. I'm, I'm quite yeah. big on like um, constructive criticism. Yeah. So it's like, I like when someone criticizes me. I used to hate it when my mum did it because when I used to show her songs that I used to do on my laptop, um, she'd be like, yeah, but mm, if you just change this and sing this and you know, pronounce your words a bit better. Mm. Um, I'd be like, okay, cool. I need to be annoyed. But then after, as I was saying, I took a year out to kind of get to know myself. Yeah. And musically as well. I trained myself how to record all at home. And I was like, I'm not spending money on studio no more. Wait, let's let's so, edit this out because some of us have businesses where people need to, you know, get in the studio. So, <laughs> <laughs> so 
I changed. <laughs> I went to studios as well. <laughs> I went you to studios. Not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I do still go to studios, so mm. you do need it when it's like more of a, like an intimate kind of I get section. it, I get it. Yeah. It's not shade so, the same kind of Exactly. Thing. Mm. But having your home studio sometimes as well, just being able to have, be hands-on so that when you do go to the studio, mm. you know what you're doing. Yes. And it's yeah. like, okay, I like my voice like this. Mm. And it's not to mean that you can record the song at home and that's going to be the final. But if you want to do drafts, if you want to mm. really grow and hear your growth. Experiment. Exactly, an experiment. Then that's what it is. Yeah. And that's what I'd done with my whole sound. Mm. I was experimenting on all these beats where, I don't know if you guys saw, saw I used to do like um, Soulful Sundays. Okay. So mm, Soulful yeah, Sundays, yeah, every Sunday I used to do like yeah. little videos on, on top of beats of yeah. with songs. Like it could be rappers because I'm a big fan of A Tribe Called Quest as well. One of my favourite the best what rap group I? of all time. Of all time. Also, like, Midnight Marauders, classic. Far Side was also mm. good as well. Slim, Slim, um, Slum Dog Slum Village. Slum Village. Village. I said Slum Dog Village. Is that a shop? Slum oh, no. Slum Dog Millionaire. Yeah. Movie. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm rating hip hop taste here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Come if you through. can actually hear and let me know, that's where the flow came from. It wasn't a singer's oh, okay. flow. Mm. It was, I want it to be a, a rapper flow, but I'm singing it. Yeah, because that's one of the that's first really things dope. I noticed when I heard the song. I was like, I really like the, the pacing and the flow of the song. Mm. That's kind of what made it memorable mm. when I was thinking about it. Because mm. I used to hum it and I'd be like, okay, that is stuck in my head now because mm. of the flow. Mm. And that's where that's I got clever. the Music Soldier comparison. Because yeah, a lot of his, awesome, yeah, yeah, a lot of like, I just want to sing, just listen, yeah. soul star. Like it was kind of that vibe because he's clearly obviously a student yeah. of R&B, but he mm. comes, he's from hip hop generation. Yeah. Like you, he loves Tribe and Slum Village yeah. and Dilla and Common. And, and just it was Khaled, yeah. you merged yeah. them together. <laughs> some of the, no, some of the best artists are people who can like find good yeah. parts of some genres and mix it together. Like, it. you know, even fucking Lenny, like he had a little bit of a moment in country as well. Like, mm. Experimentation is cool. Like, this is it. Time like, to come out cool. your box sometime. That, yeah. that feature was really random though. What the feature? Oh yeah. He, oh, he had a couple yeah. of country moments. It's not even right. To answer the question of Fully, I didn't actually answer I'm sorry. Um, I want to go um, international. Mm. You do. International was the aim before. What I, markets I wanted to go. Can you see yourself in? In all of them, mm -hmm. I like to see myself as someone multifaceted. You can. Yeah. <laughs> this is it. Multi someone that can do anything. If you want to put me on a trap beat, I can bring some soul to it. Mm -hmm. But no matter what I do, I'm gonna bring soul to it. Of course. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Drill? So that's the kind of like, um, if, do you know what? Drill? Big up like MV because MV actually done like um, a little thing on, on Twitter. Okay. She's done like a R&B drill. Oh, and I was okay. like, yo, like this is insane. Oh, she's another dope producer. Yeah, yeah. Another dope producer, producer okay. who another is just producer. insane. But um, um, leading off to the next point, so obviously nowadays the music industry has allowed artists to be much more autonomous and self-sufficient. So do you still have like the goal of landing a major record deal? Because I think we're still in an age where it's, labels are starting to matter less, but it's still a badge of honor to be, I'm signed to Sony, I'm signed to Atlantic. Okay. Do you want to be signed or do you want to stay independent? But also I want to add to that mm -hmm. with Spotify's new feature that allows artists to upload their singles or their albums to um, stream platforms by themselves, does that influence the decision as well when it comes to record labels? To get signed. To get signed, yeah. yeah. This is a um, question. I know that's a lot of it. That was a lot in one question. No, but I didn't I get <laughs> it. Answer I get it. <laughs> so go and see your one, Eden. Um, yeah, kind of. It makes okay. me want to sign because I know what a label can do for me. It makes you want to it sign. It makes me want to sign. Okay. So it's like, what would you say different? It well, it's just sign. the fact that you would have more control over what you would put on Spotify, whereas obviously labels would distribute it for you. No, that's the only, that's the reason why I wouldn't. But when it comes oh, down okay. to like distribution it's, yeah. and then press that a label will do all that for you. Okay. It's like when it comes to just putting your songs out, 
okay, cool. You've got the song on Spotify, but it needs to get places now. It needs to go on playlists. It needs okay. to go here and there. It needs to go into blogs. Mm. And people well, you, don't need need a, you don't need a label for that. Yeah, you need a um, yeah, distributor. You need, yeah, um, you need um, a radio plugger. You need uh, a, a exactly. publicist. But that's what I'm manager. saying, where a label comes. You're saying it's yeah. more than a just label, the distribution yeah. and stuff because Normani hit 5 million today on her new song released on Tuesday just oh, by man. being featured on certain playlists mm. on Spotify. But so. this is it. But she's got the plug. There's they have, money behind it. They have like There's a plen- team. Yeah, mm. They have plentiful resources mm. and obviously contacts and yeah, age old contacts. Let me use yeah. Georgia Smith for example. She's not signed, but no, people don't know. A lot, a lot of people know that. Mm. You know, people but she like, has oh, a yeah. great management, the machine, great publicist, mm. great radio plugger. Mm. Exactly. Her distribution deal is insane. That's yeah, yes, so yes. that's why it is. Yeah. And I think that's and Stormzy too. Yeah, exactly. Because same thing. Using them for example, same thing. Kind of built their own. Distribution deal. This this thing. They wanted to build their um their brand before, and any label can be like, okay, cool, we're gonna give you X amount, and this is what you can do with it. Um, in my head, I want to build my platform. Do you know? I want to build my name. I need to be of as of value. So that like, when I when I come to you, and you come to me, you're like, yo, we need you. I don't need them. Do you mm. get me? Okay. And that's what I want. But um, facts, facts on facts. In terms of, repeat your question again, because there yeah, was a so, bit in there. <laughs> so would you, you sign so to? Do, yeah, do you still have the goal of signing or do you want to stay independent? So I, the goal is to get signed, but sign to the right deal. I think every, not everybody wants to be signed, but sign to the right deal would be great. Mm. Um, but those deals don't really come, mm. you know, they don't, they all don't. the time. Yeah, and but, it's, I'm glad you mentioned that because, mm. um, so Dawn Rashad, you know, ex-member Danny E. Kane, mm-hmm, Date yeah. Money, she's obviously like, made loads of incredible waves as an artist Ooh. the last seven years of her solo projects she has yeah. and i actually interviewed her th- th- three years ago oh really yeah jeez come yeah. on come through <laughs> come on and um <laughs> obviously I, I asked her like um you know you made such great music you're getting such great press and great um um visibility mm. so i said why haven't you signed jeffy has, has there been interest and she's like no i've had loads of interest from labels Ooh. but in spite of the fact that she's kind of made this um, singular niche sound and brand she's people are still trying to so she said she didn't say the label but she said one label wanted her to make solo Danny Kane music of course, of course in, in 2018 course even though she's done all these things so like she said like, oh, she said I love labels I love the money they can give me but I want Ooh. them to just sign me and distribute me I don't want them yeah. to, to fuck with my my with sound, sound my so image. having creative control and that's mm. one thing and that's, that so that's why she's not signed mm. yeah. and just to go on that point that's what Nipsey Hussle has with Atlantic Records like he has his own yeah. kind of deal which isn't 360 he protects Ooh. his rights all that kind of stuff he's very coy about the maneuverisms mm. in the deal but he he has his control and everything mm. like that so I think something like that with you especially the type of music you make would be the level you want to get to yeah. before you can sign that kind I think of it's, it's able now we have the internet the internet is mm. your label mm. your Instagram Essentially, your yeah. Instagram mm. is your label yeah. um, Khaled SoundCloud this is that's it. how we got mm. the level Bryce and Tiller and that's yeah. the, exactly so yeah. that's, that's the, the weekend let's not forget the weekend pioneered some of those movements yeah mm. like but um, yeah well I had a quick question so obviously with Nick what he just said about um, well actually what you just said about mm. the internet being your own label how how are you going to market yourself differently? Because obviously the R&B scene, there's always been this thing about release videos, get them viral, yeah. get seen by the right person, get signed. 
Mm. Obviously, in the UK, we've got LMA at the top. She had to go to America. Um, you had all of these R&B artists in the UK mm. who have had to go abroad. Taliwo. and Marsha yeah. Ambrosius. Yeah, all mm. of them. And it's not to it's knock true. them. It's not to knock Daily. them. Daily. But, but the thing is that you have to do that. Here. I think if an opportunity came... I, I sound like I'm just giving up on London, but I'm not. Okay. Because I don't, I don't want it to give up on me. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And, and at the end of the day... You've said, but you specified need, it's authentic because you've said Chicago. You do actually yeah. have deep roots with wanting with, to experiment yeah. with your music with different sounds well. yeah. and that's where the whole kind of like because I love house and yeah. I like to try to put that in there as well um, that's where kind of like where the music came from Chicago mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I want to go there where that kind of sounds came from and all the drums mm-hmm. and all of those Ooh, stuff I, I could, could, love I, I could, I could definitely see you on a Disclosure album I would love I to be that was like one of the aims yeah. mm-hmm. I could yeah. definitely so, um, see you on a Disclosure album it's a rich music sound in Chicago I love that I like real house music Rich Harrison as well he has that production Yeah, that's one of my favourite producers so it's like because I don't know if you well you probably do know because you know that you've done Emery you know you've done Crazy in Love I mentioned earlier Rich Harrison Crazy in Love as well yeah yeah. DMV Tony Braxton Take This Ring Rich Harrison all those tunes there yeah Amazing. But over here, we ain't got a lot of that. Mm. Yeah. And I think like even with the sound, um, when I, like one label actually said to, um, to our team, like he will make sense in America. Like he makes sense. Mm. I agree. And but, I can see it. I can see you in mm. DMV markets. I can see Chicago markets. I can the see urban AC market yeah. over mm. there. But the thing is that it's so big over there. Yeah. Uh, but the only thing that will make me different is because I'm like a black R&B You're singer. British. And You've I'm got British. a British sound. There's, there's a lot to be leveraged mm. there. Like it's different in the But you do have um, a unique sound because yes, your your yeah. sound art is rooted in R&B. But like it's, even the producers you mentioned, like Monte Booker, Kate Trinado, there isn't really an art. Well, we have, um, what's Kate Trinado's artist called? Shalia. You know, mm. she has that um, she's that R and B bass, but it kind of yeah. has like this tropical house and vibe. Yes. Yes. And you kind yeah. of have that, you know, future mm. bounce elements too. Mm. Yeah, which probably yeah, yeah. Will be, future bounce. Which probably I imagine you would expand on in future, but we don't really have that. Like aside from Shaylia, who's Kishana's artist, we don't actually yeah. have that in the R and B marketplace. Everyone's mm. kind of you're either like you know trying to recreate nineties R and B or yeah. you're a neo soul artist, and people yeah. don't want to take music. that the actual yeah. element from it and be like, hey, I'm influenced by the nineties R and B, but I don't want to copy it. Yeah, so yeah. I don't want to be that kind of guy where I'm going to take my top off and show packs and stuff. That's not me. Mm. But if I am going to do R and B, I think my friend like the way the best way that he put it, um, like a few of my friends actually, they were like, the reason why like you're so different and some people might not get it is because you're a boy that that doesn't do a sound what boys are doing so I was like what do you mean he was like if I had to like think of artists that you sound like it would be girls okay so I was like oh is that something to be offended by? Is that like, no? That's what makes it different. It's like because it's like a male perspective. I'm glad you there's said a that. Lot of, there's a lot of things coming mm. into this conversation, and I think there's a moment. Shopee even just hinted at it as mm. well. I think the whole future sound wave and all that mm. kind of stuff. You have a chance to jump in because it's not big right now. You it's have still, a USP. Gold, gold link still isn't huge right now. Yeah, do you know what I mean. Like yeah. there's still a moment to. Kate even is still. Kate is still. You know, it's yeah. not. He's known. But to me, that they're scene. big. They yeah, are big. They're big. They're big. They are big, and they are big in the internet scene in our generation they mm. are but I think in terms of the pockets they're yeah. big within certain pockets and markets and in terms of the mainstream they haven't embraced no. that yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. people like um, Amine Goldlink mm. they will be the ones to pioneer that but it still isn't at that level it's yeah. kind of like Pharrell was when he was niche as well yeah, yeah. and then he came and made his movement it's mm. the, I think there is a lot to be said about you jumping in that movement and mm. especially in the conversations you're having with certain producers and stuff yeah. get in that because yeah there's a wave and you could you could be the UK's force in that wave. Well, that is the aim. And I'm glad like your friend mentioned sounds. that because 
I don't think I've mentioned it here, but I've said it to many friends, like that male R&B singers, especially American R&B singers, they're so homogenous. They're so homogenous. It's literally the same thing, the same look. I want to love you down, let sound. me lick your no, body. It's, no, I'll say well, it. No, 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 no. This is what it is. It's take no, it down. It's these, it's, these three, it's these three tropes. Mm. Club bangers, ancient nigger music, and Ubebe, I'm sorry. Did, you say Did he say ancient nigger music? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's no, I'm it. joking, I'm joking. Ancient. That's it. No, I'm joking. I mean, that's yeah, why that's it. when it and comes to... They're all, you know... You know, they're um, all heartthrobs and stereotypically attractive yeah. to women. And like, they're very rugged and masculine. Mm. And it's very much Rugged like, straight up. Like, like I said, a lot of them, like, so for example, like, someone said this to me. Like, with, That's why people like with, Brent. Yeah, exactly. It's why like Brent. Yes, it's with, the same that's why they thing. Love with, it's the same thing. He's just like that. And I want to make this point. With female artists, most times you can differentiate what era or an album was. Yeah. Whereas like, I'm used to Trey Songz, for example. Mm-hmm. His last five albums could easily have been the same error Chris Brown yeah. his last problems could have been the same oh, can we not even mention but it someone like position. someone like Rihanna you can just tell by the way her sound is or the way her look is you know, yeah. okay that was this album mm. or Beyonce that was this album or even yeah. like lower level I was like Kelala Kalani this was this yeah. album that was this oh lower level oh I mean no I don't I mean, much commerciality okay. no no <laughs> I mean like artists you aren't yeah. as big as Beyonce and Rihanna and Sierra mm. and all that stuff but with male R&B artists it's literally what because when he said Sierra, your eyes went. Mm. I was just like, oh. <laughs> well, no, I'm, I know what I know what you mean. Make your point. Make your point. Make but your with point. male R&B artists, it's like it's just so homogenized and so mm. samey. It's because that's what they feel like. What sells? Yeah. And the things like yeah, it does. But it's like sometimes just be like a little bit different. Like for example, to give you an insight into one of my songs on the next project, one of them's called April Twenty Fifth. It's one of my favorite songs on it, written by one of my favorite artists, Ego LMA. I don't know if you know who she is. Oh, mm. yeah. Wait, she wrote the song? Yeah. Oh, no, I need to hear that. <laughs> so, like, she, oh, she's bringing amazing. back to her whole time ego. She's one amazing. of my good friends. Um, I done beauties for her. And she actually was the one that taught me how to record at home. She's amazing. That's dope. So, amazing. Um, and she's got a new project coming out soon. Yeah, very soon. Amazing. And it sounds great. I can't wait for you to hear it. But um, this song, April 25th, is like she, the way that she wrote it was in a way of, like, being a lad and not being able to, like, to tell your friends like oh yo I'm upset and you know mm. I'm in a situation I can't get out of mm. in, with the fear of feeling like your boys are going to say to you like you're moist man you're, up well, in it man up literally that because in the song it says boys man don't up. cry this is it literally it is. and I think with Frank Ocean I like, I like how he does his stuff because it's like it's for everybody do boys you get what I'm saying yeah, yeah. and yeah. this is why we like Brent mm. okay that's fair but enough. I think with the thing with Brent I think he's just sometimes it's just too much it's like I'm sad like, oh, I'm sad now. Like, when I listen to it, I'm sad. Sometimes you're just like, oh, it's a deep dive. The, yeah, it's a bit too much. Like, do you know what I mean? No, I love I feel, him, no, but, but like, like, like he like, sings with pain. No, but I feel like, as I'm saying, within the male R&B landscape, I feel like people like him are refreshing. Like, he's refreshing. Like, I, when I just... When I because deep, he's different. So I get it. Because like, even, yeah, when I, from even, my even this level. new EP, I, like, I deeped it, like, yesterday. Oh, shit, there's no, like relationship songs there's no like love songs and I think even on his last project I think it's maybe like two songs which are about relationships which is kind of like mad because you Eden mm. do <laughs> but there was some that was a bit of a you're saying some relationship saying, ones oh, thank you there was there no I'm not saying I'm not saying there isn't there mm-hmm. but I'm saying on this EP there isn't there is oh, oh this new, one or Lost new, no the new one there yes, is there is it's called Around Me those are what? What's what's that song about? What do you think that song's about? How does it go? If if the if the money wasn't there, if the girls weren't there, what would be left? Me. 
Those are the lyrics. Oh, he that, exactly. He's mentioning yeah. If money on oh, I think he means that more around. like a love song. Love songs. That's uh, a love song. Okay, love song. Mean, yeah, okay, like okay, booed okay. up kind of. Uh, okay, Rel- okay. Songs about relationships and yeah, sex. Okay. So you tried it. Clearly, still sucks. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Nick was about to speak. But was like, nah. <laughs> but um, yeah. So no. Um, I think we will say what um you want to do is refreshing. But one last question. I think it's a bit. Can I just jump in and ask one question quickly? Um, we do this with most of our guests, and we uh, hopefully it'll be something that we continue to do. But obviously, this is don't like the stands. Uh huh. Who do you stand? <laughs> Who do you stand for currently alive? alive. Actually, no, alive and dead. Past and present, who yeah, do you stand for? past and for? present, who do you stand for? If anyone. So just to get the definition, our definition of a stand uh-huh. is, so a fan is, someone who, fan. a fan is someone who appreciates the music of the artist and able to Ooh. discuss it. A stand to me, this isn't the definition that we all share, but this is just to me, is someone who goes the extra mile. So defends comments that are used against certain Which artists. Which is death on people. So, to, yeah. yeah. Am I allowed to say I'm a stand of myself? I'm trying to... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you're like a super no. fan. Yeah, a super fan. Yeah, um, a super fan. I'm a super fan of Aaliyah. Okay. As you should be. So if anyone it's, says anything bad about Aaliyah... So yeah. if someone said that she didn't contribute and all this kind of stuff to R&B, like... Oh, that's a mad statement. That, I've seen that's a, Twitter is a big place. It's a big place. There's a, there's a lot comments of things that I've been like, yo, place. I can't even look sometimes. Mm. It's like, you know... Brandy no. versus a little... Well, yeah, like, come on. She was she was one of the greatest. Okay. But, um... It's really alive. I'd never have thought Leah, but I, I hear it now. What? Oh, yeah, I know. But is it my mum, my mum heard it first as well. So I feel like I don't really know. I just do things subconsciously. Mm. Okay. But, but um, Leah, anyone else? Who I stand? No, you know. I just, I'm a fan of a lot of people. Okay, let's just go okay. with that. Who, do, <laughs> who are you liking right now? Who's I like now? Oh, there's a lot. Oh, shit. Okay, let me get my phone out. Come <laughs> Give us, give us three. So, mm-hmm. what artists are you feeling right now? Then I'm going to my last question. All right. So, I'm a big fan of this girl, actually. I can, no, I wouldn't say, like, I'm a stan. But, like, I love her where okay. I love her. Like, to, I love her till I feel like she's, she's, some, she's beautiful. But I'm just like... Give us She place. went missing for a long time. For quite a while. Singer, rapper. She's a singer. Um, UK. Uh, she's from the UK. Missing for a long time in the UK. She was missing for a while, like Jessie Ware. Huh? Jessie Ware put it on last year. She's oh, white. I, I caught she's, that. Jessie J. What? I caught that little. <laughs> is it Jessie J? It's not. It's not she's Jessie. white. She's white. She's not like mainstream, but her voice deserves. <gasps> okay, just, I know. I, I feel like I know is. this girl. I, when on, you say it, say I feel like is. I'm gonna say it. Say it. Say it. Say it. I can't remember. Say it. Say it. Sasha Kibo. No. Oh, no. No. she's dope. Okay. Thank she's God dope. it wasn't. <laughs> what you said? You got no, 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 nothing, nothing, nothing. Sasha Kibo, I love her. Um, mm. I'm so happy she released her song. Song the other day. Yeah, she disappeared for a while. Yeah, for a Long while. And she, to me, her contribution to music was was big, because not even just like you know to artists on influence and stuff, but she influenced my sound as well. From when I first heard her EP, I was like, yo, this is a this is a strong EP mm. in my eyes. Anyway, mm. from a young girl that was what 20 doing mm. this kind of sound with such a strong mm. voice and being able to actually like control it yeah yeah, um, and yeah. Key. So just oh the, so there's more people um, so I'm a big fan of Ego Elamane okay big fan of her um, I'm Tom Meesh Tom Meesh mm, Tom, Tom Meesh oh yeah I love him yeah, I love, love him, him. I, got to, I got to serve him when I was working in size really <laughs> so I was looking at him like I, s- I know you I know you but where from yeah then I was like is that do you sing I've been done Michelle Williams oh you sing <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, he was like, oh, yeah. I said, what's your name? He's like, oh, Tom. I was like, Tommy's. So, bro, I'm like, I'm a big fan. He's like, oh, thanks, man. 
Does mm. it? Ah. Um, They're always coy in the UK. You'll, you'll tell him about that story when you eventually do a song with him eventually. So. Hey, mate, uh, amen. <laughs> but, um, see them shoes. <laughs> no, I got you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I got you. Let's just one last question. We're running out of time. But I have to ask this mm-hmm. before Eden wraps up. So, were you ever tempted to go on like X Factor and The Voice and stuff like that? No. Nah. Okay, no, do you know what? That's a lie. Oh, wow, I lied. So, I actually did go. Which one? To years ago, like I was young. The X Factor. Um, X Factor. Mm. I went. Oh my god! I've never told the story. So it's like an exclusive. <laughs> story Just time. Don't understand. <laughs> exclusive. Get your snacks, guys. It's a story time. So, <laughs> chamomile. So, <laughs> subscribe. <laughs> like, comment. No, I'm joking. Go on. So I went. I went with one of my friends. I don't remember who it was. We waited at the outside for like long. In the queue when it was in Wembley, is it still there? Mm. I don't mm. know if it's still there. I don't know if it's Wembley, but I remember the. But it was there. It was the first bit, so it's like some people you don't actually get like it's not what it seems like anyway. If I'm trying to remember oh, it properly, no, oh, it's not. Who, yeah, it's not. I it's not. Been on the show. It's crazy, yeah. but um, so I went and I I sang um, Big White Room. Mm. Okay. And at this time, I didn't understand my voice still. I know I had a voice there, but it wasn't anything to where it is now. Even yeah. though it still needs training, I'm still doing my thing. But um, back then it was, I could sing. I know I could sing. I was like, yeah, no, I'm confident to come down here. And then she made me sing another song in this little box room thing. And then um, I remember being upset and she was like, oh no, sorry, it's not, I'm not going to say yes this time. Oh, and I was like, man. who said it? No who was way. this? Which judge? Was it, did you no, get to judge? Like oh, the pre like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was TV producers. The TV yeah, producers, yeah. which was like mad nerve wracking. I was shaking. And um, I remember like trying to run around to like other boxes like just trying to like pretend that like, oh, I'm gonna go and I'm next, mm. even though it wasn't my time to go. Oh. But then it's like it kind of like maybe not want to do music no more. Mm. But then I just like no, do you know what? I'm gonna push myself. There's mm. been so many times where um, they've actually reached out to me, so the voice mm. and mm. and the what's it called, X-Factor. the X Factor. They said like yo, can you come in for a private um, thingy and do the do the thing? And I was like no, like why would I why would I do that? Mm. <laughs> no, because I'm I I don't want to. I think there's one interview on GMTV. If you don't watch that, is it even called that anymore? No Good morning. I don't watch this reiteration of it. Uh, yeah, but um, Elton John was on it, and he was talking about how being an artist is not just about you know just being able to just make music stuff like that. You need to be able to grow mm. and be able to do the the hard work behind it. And for example, building the bass up. So you need to go and do the little, the pub, the pub stuff. You need to go and do the little parties and all those things there so that you become comfortable with your sound, comfortable with yourself and just know what you're doing. Mm. Because when you get jumped and pushed into fame, you'll be swallowed up. You won't know what you're doing. You won't have the confidence yet. You won't know who you are as an artist because you you're just be being well put. Yeah. And for example, all the people that's gone in there down to like Leona Lewis, mm. all of them, I'm like, where are they now? Alexandra Burke. Yeah, she's doing the thing, but that's not what I want to go on X Factor. Her career to do. is really sad. Mm. Like, I'm really I don't want to go on X Factor. Oh, we have One Direction. Yeah. yeah. A white group. Yeah. Mm. A group. But the, they, groups, the groups always like stand, they kind of stand together. Little Mix, yeah. for example. Little Mix. Mm. They're, they're, they're local great. anyway. <laughs> they're local. What did she say? They're, they're local. local. Oh. But like for yes, them, for example, true, it's like I they didn't are. Say it wasn't. They're great. Mm. But the groups always stand by. I can't think of any artist like alone so from artists, no. X Factor. I don't think who's so. Like, it's, it's a lot to take on because who's, you get put into the fame. So I can't think of an artist from X Factor who is... Who's like successful. 
Okay. And sustain like, long-term long yeah. success. Long-term yeah, long success. Are yeah. we including US or just UK? The US, yeah. We US, too. Oh, forget yeah. US. That's a difference. That's a different all the, scale. All the US have is Fifth Harmony. That's Kelly all Clarkson. <laughs> Hmm? Kelly Clarkson. That's American Idol. That's American Idol. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. American Idol would give you something. The X Factor yeah, wasn't. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, they gave American us Fantasia Idol, as well. Yeah. Fantasia, Carrie Underwood, Jordan Sparks. Carrie Underwood. Yeah, okay, okay. Dope yeah. girl. American See, now, that thing, that made sense because they actually put them their money mm. into these yeah, artists. they like, did. It was X a different kind of deal. And that's the thing. That's the thing. It's what happens after the competition. Yeah. It's like they think that the fan base you build on TV will be enough. Mm. to sell you and then oh yeah. like I said with Leona Lewis for example her first album did incredibly well it like, did yeah. Michael Mammoth for 10 the million albums 3 Grammy nominations Oprah. Cracked America 10 million yeah, yeah. her first album did that was madness. when the music industry you could sell those kind of numbers Ross. yeah but she was yeah. she has that voice where it's and like, she, obviously it can travel she, it can yeah she was and she had a moment where it was like Leo this is the yeah Leona was yeah, set to be a big one of she was the meant girl. to be a historic yeah. vocalist like, she was like baby Whitney baby Mariah the thing is with Leona it was actually kind of a rarity in that show like the show's format because it was kind of like she exceeded the show's format because of her voice the yeah. voice made it what it was it was kind she of like she was a she was a she was a top class yeah. vocalist mm. yeah it was just different, then was different. but then that's the thing after the first album they're like oh she's got enough of a buzz she's got enough of a buzz we don't need to develop do. her you need to put more money send in. her to Ryan Tedder oh and that's, that's it, it. That like, that's, do. they did that and then second album flopped third album flopped fourth album flopped got dropped now on doing Broadway Boy, uh, it's mad. Yeah, Alexandra Brooke too. First album did well, and second album is like it's, it's different. Well, that's a completely different, that's a different situation. situation. What? Because she's dark skin. The In label management. It was. It was different. It yeah. was just a whole lot of behind the scenes stuff going yeah, on. Completely. An album that she was meant to do got scrapped. Um, she was working with Usher, Rico Love, all of that oh. in the states, and it got scrapped. But I just feel like all of them they don't know their sounds yet. Mm. For that, example, like Rita I feel. Aura. I feel. Oh, Rita, we don't talk about. <laughs> no, but you know, I lo- I like her. Do you know, I always say like, no, album I didn't like it, but then when someone plays me, I'm like, oh yeah, I love this song. Oh my god, yeah, I did like this one as well. Yeah, I like that one as well. Mm. Then I ends up actually did like mm. an album, but. We didn't expect that mm. from her. Even what she's coming up with now, I'm just so like, oh, I was expecting new label different. change because they sold like her that. as this a new Rihanna, Rihanna, Rihanna. Rihanna. yeah, the new Rihanna. And she's actually not even mixer. Yeah, so oh, no, she's not. Like, yeah, 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 so it's like really horror. Oh. Yeah, they sold her as an urban girl. Yeah, yeah, and that didn't happen. Yeah. And it wasn't, wasn't that. urban UK girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kosovo, Kosovo, yeah, yeah. But she, um, she's smart. Oh shit! Yeah, I love oh, yeah. her. Listen, I want to say this on the podcast. Real or as business moves, any UK artist mm. you need to look at the She's blueprint. Next top model. Because She's exactly. that's what I'm saying. Her moves, her exposure, this the features, mm. the the Fifty Shades of Grey, still withstanding mm-hmm. strong. That Adidas still, her dad taught her business. She knows this business. She knows she's dad. doing because her dad's owned multiple businesses. No, fuck Jay Z. He doesn't teach her. No, fuck Jay Z. He didn't teach her. He had the blueprint. No, he didn't. Because all the people on his label don't know business. Not half the people. Aside from Jay Cole, don't. And what about Rihanna? Rihanna's not signed, Rihanna's not signed to him anymore. Yeah. Management, yeah, no? yeah it's man- it was management. But yeah. I don't pay attention to Jay Z yeah. that much. Rita oh. Ora had her Breakfast Club interview. I think it's her first one. She's wearing pink or something. Watch Z one hundred. Ryan yeah. Seacrest first. She single. really knows her business. She yeah. knows her business. The no, music may smart. be to some people. Not maybe. To some people. To some people. It sells. Like her yeah, music. she makes a lot of commercial. No, her music does sell. No, these last few singles didn't do too well. Oh, but yeah. okay. In the UK, it sells in the UK. Yeah, mm. America, she's got issues. No, and the UK too. Her last album. Did Even well. like down to like, there's actually a point that you guys said about being blacklisted. And like, I don't know if they've done that to Rio Aura. Alex got blacklisted. Yeah, Alexandra got blacklisted. Alexandra radio, radio band Capital. Mm. They're bad, yeah. yeah. For nice. doing essentially nothing wrong. But yeah. That's like my fear. 
Yeah. Even now, I feel like I'm like, listen, no, I'm not even anyone yet. But mm. being like down to like, you know, saying so much things in there that I was like, oh, I want to speak, blah, blah, blah. Like the, down to the colorism thing of me being a black boy mm. and doing R&B sound mm. and a soft R&B sound. Mm. It's hard. Mm. And back down to the question when you said, um, how far do I want to go? Sometimes that hinders me, but I'm just like, do you know what? If I'm just scared all the time, I'm not going to do nothing. Mm-hmm. I need to do everything with just thinking that, you know what, I can do this. No matter how far I go, is where I'm going to go. The next chapter, it's going to be hard. It's still hard it now. It's going to be hard. And even yeah. sometimes I feel like there's producers out there or other singers out there will be like, no, nah, don't pick a demon on the radio. Oh, don't do this, don't do this. Not to say like, I can get paranoid in it. I'm paranoid. Mm. Ah, okay. but, but don't worry that you could, so the thing is, mm. I will, um, but people, as, I like as a writer mm-hmm. in the industry, Shopper can probably co-sign at events and stuff. I've been, I've been like at events for like about four or five years and stuff. Mm. There's people that, They've seen, they've seen you. They know who you mm-hmm. are. Of they're, course. They're not looking your way. So, oh, what? Who's that? Like, that You'll kind be of surprised. Thing. People yeah. don't like you before they've even spoken to you. Mm. And yeah. they will they they will do do that. They can be that way mm. and be like, you know, I'm on represent. Even represent, like, oh, I'm on represent. I'm not going to play you. I'm not saying they have. I'm just using an example, guys. Mm. But um, some other platforms as well, just be like, oh, you know, I know his track. I know who he is. Yeah. Don't like how he puts no, himself on socials. Don't like how he. It's true, but that's what I'm saying. Your you know? brand is so important, mm. yeah. and everything you do, you're your walking brand. Mm. And like, no matter from when I'm sleeping, or if I'm going out, I'm going to work, or doing whatever. It's true, you know. I am my brand. Mm. It's so true. my Instagram is my brand, yeah. and it's not looking how I want it to look, but I have to do what I can do in order to just to get people seeing it. Yeah. And um, there's something else you pointed out in there, in what you were saying. No, just that they they. They Black don't look at you in the room. They yeah, can, like, and like people, like people know your name, and it's like they it's do. so mad because it's like even down to. Um, remember when, like, Gets and um, Conan, when they messaged me, I was like, "Oh, yo, like, shit, my name is flying around now." Oh, mm. they messaged so, you. So yeah, just yeah. like, "Oh, bro, like, this is sick," and I really yeah. appreciated that. Yeah. Just like, "Oh, yo, like, let's." London's localized. London is localized. London's small. Like small. people know of. And I you. always respect Conan because he's always experimented with his sound. Yeah, mm. yeah. Like the fact he's always like tried to add melody to mm. his music, and the fact that and he's, the he's always well. been with like Crept obviously all the time. But there's sometimes where he's released a song by himself. I'm like, oh, okay, I didn't know you could. That. I didn't know you knew about mm. like or melodies like that. this. Or There's like... a lot of things that like a lot of artists out there that we don't know that yeah. they can do things. Mm. I think even with like down to myself, yeah. like because it's out of fear yeah. and I don't do some stuff because um, I'm just like, yo, I'm not too sure if people are going to, mm. what they're going to show. True. Like, and as I said that before, like my next projects, I'm, I'm not shook, scared, <laughs> shook and scared, yeah. but I know, I think people will like it. Yeah. It's, what you laughed no, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's about to come for you I think so the sound yeah. was about to it's come down, out it's down it's down it's pure um, instruments now okay That's it's dope. like instruments it's down to um, I know everyone's like influenced by the whole Daniel Caesar kind of sound but it, this one was like not even influenced by that but it was influenced by using live instruments again mm. because I want to hear music or musicality in music now mm. I want to hear that and I want to learn about it and that's well. why I said earlier yeah. that's why I said I love Aaron Taylor so much mm. that's because why he's he, one of my favourites and, and I even think Brock Hampton well, I think I was just going to say like why certain people mm. that don't know what you can do and stuff yeah. like that I think even the Krebs and Conan example because they were they're making commercial music mm. like the label did pigeonhole them to make American exactly. Sound an album one of the albums so. and that's why I don't want to go into yeah. a label because me I'm so sensitive for my music at the moment now happened to Chip Tiny same thing. I got a creepy control. Yeah. Chip. Mm. yeah. But Chip's. No, he's. Well, no, no, no. Chip is in a different place now. Mm. He came back 
got his street cred back, which yeah, I yeah, completely yeah. rep how he yeah. did that. He's Done he smooth. did something that people smooth. UK artists don't survive. Mm. Like when you do that whole American sound and come back, yeah. you you're you're basically blacklisted in a way. Like to some people, just the fans, not the. Would radio. you say Craig David's the same as well? Craig I don't David. think he made an American sound. Because he went album, to America, went to Miami to live there for like ten years, and oh, then he yeah, came back. But no, yeah. but his career was always based here predominantly. Anyway, like mm. he didn't really crack America. Like, do you rate him? Do I think you? Jay Sean's in that place right now. Jay Sean's in that transition place. and come He's back. Still in the UK. about he is. Oof. He's still signed. Sony signed under to Sony input. So, no, no, not saying that. Got out that crappy deal. Yeah, Jay Sean, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, still about. Yeah, I interviewed him last December. Wait, you asked us, do we rate Craig David? Yeah. Yeah, I rate Craig yeah. David. I don't think he ever... That put, one album The thing is, he lived in Miami. But Red, not Redemption. Um, born, born to do it? Born to do it. Yeah. He lived in Miami, album's amazing. but he didn't... The thing is, he didn't throw it in the UK's face by yeah. releasing an American-sounding album. Yeah, and that's Jay true. Jay Sean and true. stuff, they kind of went to the States mm. and then just focused on that market. It's not their fault. It's the label's fault. Mm. But um, that, yeah, that kind of was the... I think there's stuff that you do that they don't even know your audience yeah. know yet and mm. even back to the whole in the back face thing like Natasha Bedingfield was another one yeah. she went to the US and, her brother and, as never, well. and never came back Daniel Bedingfield he's one of the most underrated singers in the like, Daniel, Daniel Bedingfield, Bedingfield. You know oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. gotta get through this yeah. Yeah. Um, what was the other one he guided you're not our the childhood one. in a way like he was playing oh, yeah, shit, if, if you're not the one was a bank a oh big my shit. god um, yeah let's wrap up we can talk about R&B for days obviously you know that's one of our favourite genres um, I just want to thank Kadeem for coming down. Thank yeah, you. Thanks, thank man. you very much. We thank had you. a recording yesterday, but that didn't go too well. I really appreciate the fact <laughs> you got came the back good down again. Today. No worries, yeah. Yeah. today. I feel like this was a really, really good episode. It was a great opportunity mm. to get Ooh. some insight into 100%. the R&B scene, Ooh. understand your process, yeah. and understand you as an artist and as a person as well, mm -hmm. which is important. Um, so I learned quite a lot today. Um, I don't know if anyone else has anything else they want to say. I just want to say it was a good episode from my perspective. So if you like that, you need to rate and comment on iTunes. <laughs> Always on job. Always on job. I have to do that. I just want to um, echo Eden's. I just want to thank you, Kadeem, for coming on the show. Thank you. Bro. I wanted you on for a while. So I'm glad we got this done finally. <laughs> Very quick into season one, actually. Yes, yeah, exactly. Good. But yeah, guys, this has been Don't Alert the Stands. Hashtag Don't Alert the Stands. Um, yeah. Not that's pod. Don't like the stands. <laughs> and official hashtag, guys. Yeah, exactly. Let us know what you think of the episode. As um, Nick said, rate, um, subscribe to us on SoundCloud. Mm -hmm. If you use Apple Podcasts, listen to us on there. And just let us know how we can make the show better. As I said before, Twitter, that's pod, Instagram, that's pod. And Nick just wants to say. Uh, and if you are new to Kadeem Tarot, go and check him out and support the Ting because a new project is coming soon. So get acquainted before the Ooh. real goods come <laughs> to fruition Nip, as so well. Make sure you stream Feels yeah, stream. EP. Not just on SoundCloud, guys. On Spotify. Give him his money. Just quickly, do you want to say your favorite track on the album? Uh, oh. EP, sorry. When people call it album, I get so shook. I'm like, yo, <laughs> when was that? <laughs> I'm building to that album right now. I mean? that's the well, with, without a doubt, brand new. That's my favorite song. Or oh, the oh. interlude. That should have been a longer oh, song. Thanks. But that's yes. the only reason why it's not a long song. It's like on Scissors', <laughs> it's like on Scissors album, the interlude. Like, yeah. Ah, that, yeah. Was the, that was the good But interludes are always supposed to be strong like that. Because if interludes and intros and outros, they are, yeah. I'm just like, yo, this is a a bop <laughs> so I like that interludes are actually like a, um, it's like a freestyle mm. so was Jump mm. so yeah. yeah I was gonna say the same thing I wanted it to be longer so 
Okay. It's, it's, it's actually unfortunate. Yeah. Okay. For me, I have quite a few. So I like Jump. I like Let Me Know. I like Moon, obviously. That was obviously my introduction to your music. <laughs> I love, I, so I love the whole, I love the whole EP. That's just me saying. Just say all the songs. All, all the of the songs. All so of go them. play all the songs. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It now. It's only 20 minutes long. Oh, and check it. out Arson. That's a new song. He, yes. he did. Fine Mini Manchester. Yes, 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 yes that's yes, an amazing yes. song. Real nice, um, like Neo Soul kind of vibe on that. Yeah. That's a cool. great song. All right, guys, you've been listening to Don't Let the Stands. Have a great morning, afternoon, or evening. And that's it. Thanks for, call- Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks for calling. For call. Thanks for calling. I know that yourself has a story to tell. I want to know you well. I want to know you well. Whether your tight comes in, we can be sure. That the moon with all its light, it could never be as it bright as yellow. Don't you know you're brightening up my day? So your spirit, it can chill with me always. Cause I wanna 